0: For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.
1: In studio, the Taunished uh, Mihal Martin joins me. Good to see you. Thanks for popping in. You're more than welcome to see you. And I know that anytime we have our, our kind of chats, it, it's, uh, it's kind of looking at the state of the nation or state of Cork. But if I compare it to the last time we spoke, things seem to be exceedingly worse now. People are poorer, they're struggling more, everything's more expensive, prices are going up. I'm sure you're hearing it yourself in your own constituency. Many people don't have hope. Young people are leaving in their droves. If you look at the budget, with this surplus that you had to spend, couldn't there have been more tax breaks? Couldn't there have been higher welfare payments? Couldn't there have been a higher minimum wage, for instance, even to bring it up to the living wage? Do you think you got it right? I wouldn't accept your assessment at all.
2: And I would say your assessment... That people aren't poor. Well, you, you've made your, your, your tale of misery. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not, re- it's not Sorry, misery, it's just reality. Let me, just let me make the point here. Yeah. We have full employment in this country. Uh, I remember the 1980s when I came out of college. You couldn't get a job in this city. And you couldn't get a job in the country. We now have full employment. You didn't say that once in your summation. I think you, you need balance and perspective. People are under a lot of pressure because of cost of living increases and we acknowledge that. And if you look at the Economic and Social Research Institute's analysis of the budget this morning, that's an independent body, that's not me, that's not you. It's saying the government have met the cost of living increases that people are burdening with the budget uh, allocation in tax, in the one-off payments. Um, it's, a and, and and a various things. it's a tax about In a terms grand of the impacts family. on people of the cost of living increases, they're saying the government have shielded um, the, the people in terms of those increases. It's still as difficult as it's still as
1: challenging. I'm not denying that.
3: Well, you seem to be. Uh, but Vincent are, de
1: Paul is saying that the contributors to Vincent de Paul once are so now the users of Saint Vincent de Paul. Katrina well, Tumi is, is is serving 1,500, 1,600
2: Well, I, I would we say to say you that if you take what we did last year, for the first time ever, we have gone to read three primary books. Oh, no, they're uh, are brilliant. And, uh, listen, and, go, and moving this year, it up to junior is no, brilliant. Ju- yeah, these are all positives. No, but I know also, that. But I picked up on some of our TDs who went to Vincent de Paul people in Dublin, for example, said for the first time ever in terms of going back to school last September uh, there was less people coming in in respect of school expenses. Uh, we've extended the hot meals now for example for another 800, uh, 800 to 900 uh, schools over and above that you will get hot meals. There and are so, great on. Things to so these are positives for people on low incomes. The minimum wage has gone up to 140. We're on target for the, within two years to approximate that to the, or get it up to the living wage. So we are making progress on that. This was the largest increase in the minimum wage for a long time, up about 140. Uh, all designed to get to to the the, the living age. Yeah, but Paddy Paddy
1: O'Brien says that people are still going to bed earlier. They're afraid to turn on the heating because they're (laughs) making the choice between food and fuel. You could have, couldn't you have done some parked exercise, paused it? But we have. No, like as in no, x X'd it all together for a
2: while but we, we, we've postponed the increases that were due to come in in October when we say increases we've, we're subsidising the cost of fuel at the moment we're subsidising the cost of petrol and diesel but over Euro um, 7 if it goes excess. Uh, and we're now we were due to, to, to reduce that subsidy in October, we're now um, extending uh, that back out to, to, to next year because we don't want it to go over to two euros or anywhere near that, uh, if we can possibly avoid that. And some people criticise us for doing that, saying we should have taken back the subsidies and the interest of climate and so on like that. But we said people just can't afford that level of increases. And also, you know, the free fuel loans, the one-off payments, make a difference. The doubling of oh, the. Well, I mean, we did it last year. They worked. We've put in core payments of 12 euros in, in the weekly core payments of social protection. We've increased the domiciliary care allowance again on top of a very significant increase last year. Um, and that we're spending uh, about 6.1%, excess of 5.8 billion on expenditure. Uh, and the balance, Neil, is this like that if you to spend another 2 or 3 billion on top of that you just fuel inflation and we're chasing ourselves yeah. and we're not really helping people but we believe living standards will increase next year for people because we, think, we believe inflation will come down uh, and that the one-off payments will help just help people to cope with what has been a very pressurised two years because of all of the external factors with war in Ukraine and COVID ending inflation globally is a problem uh, and I think we're one of the few countries in Europe that have been in a position to make this allocation um, because we have a surplus to, to be able to do it. The we, only we, other country we have, I think we that has a surplus is Cyprus. We have a surplus, surplus, yeah.
1: surplus of about, yeah. about 11 billion and one, <coughs> I'm just making the point that maybe it could have been spent a little bit more to those that are hurting most. I mean, I did yeah. mention that an awful lot are leaving and they're young. Um, families continue to struggle with the cost of living. And there's, then more, there's
2: more people coming into this country than leaving. Yeah, but look at how they're coming in. Up, one of the
1: big people. ticket items that I get constantly is the open border policy we have. I I'm saying more Irish
2: like, people are coming back as well. I mean, if
1: you look at the recent
2: statistics... So you know, the, you know, know in Cork kind of South
1: Centre yeah. on Douglas and Beaumont and Ballinlock, you know all of the kids that are going to Australia. Many of them are highly trained. They're very skilled. They're the brains of the country leaving. There's no prospect of a house there's a, there's a much different story in terms of, you know, young people
2: go, they, they're going from Ireland now, yes, very well educated compared to 50 years ago, whatever, when people left on their uppers, right? And people want to explore new opportunities. And so forth. That has always been a feature. Remains a feature. But there's a lot of people coming in as well, Irish, um, and because Ireland is a place to people want to come to work. now there's a broader issue, but migration. But here's, here's the uh, deal with the separate just, issue. Yeah, can know? I
1: just give you some of the stats on it? Because I was doing it last night. The frustration amongst people and loads. I've asked people to text, and over yeah. and over again, it's the open border policy. I was looking at the numbers. The budget set aside two and a half billion for Ukrainians fleeing war for 2024. That's on top of the two billion this year. And one billion the year before, like that's five and a half billion euro. It's an incredible amount of money. So you have over 94,000 Ukrainian refugees with all of the trappings that are entitled to them, even though they're not part of the European Union. But the international protection order applications are up 186 percent since 2019. 61 percent of those coming into the country have no documentation um, and they get and they're an immediate cost to the state. They're coming from countries that would be regarded as, as quite safe, and people are very, very worried or angry or annoyed that that kind of money is being spent when it could have been spent helping Irish people if you had the will to do it before the war in the Ukraine. But well, what would you do? What would I do? No, so I'm just, yeah, I just I would mean, close the borders. That's shocking. Why?
2: Have you any humanity? I mean, no, it's no, not about it's not about that. It's about no, people saying no, at this know, stage no, Neil, that no, we cannot on.
1: do anymore.
2: Neil, I was at an event last night in Dublin. Um, celebrating Ireland and Canada's relationship Um, and after the famine in 1847 1849 about 40,000 people arrived in Toronto and they had a population of 20,000 they took a starving Irish in on that occasion now the way to deal with migration and what you've oh, oh, it's not an open border policy you can do all you like we've seen but in is, Britain but is simply, international protection orders is, no, is an open no, border if, if they come no, no, in with talk- that's documentation that's all kind of simplistic So if we had that in Britain with conservative parties saying we'll do this and we'll do that they couldn't stop any migration you know why people will do anything to leave some of these countries because of war because of conflict now let's take Ukraine let's take Ukraine people were bombed their houses were bombed energy was bombed it's, to, it's the first war on European mainland since... World war II. Where did you find the money for uh, that? the point is, I'm, what I say to you is we have to have some degree of humanity. No, believe well, I me. Mean, has I, said I, that I, we should no, no.
1: pretty much stop and send but, money but, but sorry, I think
2: in the immediate aftermath of that war people had to leave certain localities because of the brutality of the war. Yeah, I went I to Bucha. I went to Irpin, I saw photographs of men with their hands tied behind the back, bullets on their heads and murdered. Um, and people fled war because Putin does this. He he weaponizes migration and he wants to create a migrationary pressure in Europe so but that we did, all fold. I and we allow all him that. take over not, Do you not acknowledge uh, that there is a, a waning Ukraine,
1: popularity in other countries besides this, us? It's the same this in the UK, Germany, yeah, France, yeah. Poland, yeah. even America. I
2: do. Of yeah. course it's not. I mean, people don't like, like the pressures it has. Although I think the Irish people, there's another side to the story. A lot of Irish people out there have welcomed Ukrainians in and a lot of people out there have facilitated Ukrainians coming in uh, to Ireland. Not but because of the emergency that the war represented, because of the attack on humanity, because of the attack on women and children and the murder of civilians Billions. And uh, the world is but, in a very bad place. I look at it differently. I mean, I think the, 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 what we have to do is fund, actually, which we do as best we can, uh, uh, other areas and uh, humanitarian aid to Africa, to the Middle East, so that at least can we try and create a quality of life for those people in those communities That's, that they, I didn't even, that they I didn't, don't want to migrate? I'm
1: not talking about overseas aid spend. I'm, no, I'm not but talking, but talking
2: about you no, it's all connected. People are fleeing countries because of conflict, war, authoritarianism, poverty, climate change. They're getting out of countries, they have no hope. But and they come to countries in Europe because they're wealthier and, and so on.
1: No, I'm talking, and not, I'm talking about the cost of it. I'm just talking about the cost while people, while hospitals are bursting co- at the yeah, seams. there is a cost. Right? I'm not saying, I mean, Children a can't
2: get buses to school. There is a cost. Of course there's a people cost. can't. Like yeah, they're, but, they're, I, but what, I, when you say you're not talking about it, you're saying there's an open border. I'm saying to you, people will do anything to leave these countries, mm-hmm. Right and they'll try to get into Europe. Most of them want to head for Germany
1: because it's perceived to be the easiest. But what what would you do with people who come in with no documentation? 61% of them.
2: Under under international law we have obligations Um, and um, what we do is, what we're doing now is we're place in Gardaí and we're intercepting people before they get on planes if they don't have proper documentation. Uh, we've already taken steps to avoid abuses for example in terms of refugees in Europe uh, where documentation gets forged for example and people try and get in with forged documentation and but we've actually we've actually been effective in certain areas and this is a constant um, sort of monitoring situation that we do But they are getting in. on the planes um, with documentation They're getting,
1: look yeah. I, I
2: don't know, have you read Sally Hayden's book on, on migration? And, no. And, uh, but I think no, but, I, but I have, but I have
1: spoken yeah, to staff on airplanes who say that they're getting on with it. Yeah, that. but
2: I think it's yeah. worth reading in terms of looking at through the prism of young people who are leaving these countries to try and get a better life. Um, and and what we have to try and do is change, in my view, um, change the governance in those countries in terms of how they're governed to give a quality of life to the people in those areas and keep working so that to, to prevent migration in the first instance, that's the most effective way of doing it. I see in Britain at the moment they were sort of saying we'll send everybody to Rwanda, for example. It didn't work. No,
1: I don't, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not suggesting that people shouldn't be allowed to migrate into Ireland to work and to contribute. That's not my point. Okay, well, point I, I don't either. I think yeah. they, but we have a lot of that. People do. We of course work, they do. But we do that
2: normally through a structured way of, of yeah. work permits yeah. and so on like that. So if, if a company needs somebody... That they can't get in Ireland that, that's, or whatever. That's
1: not a problem. Obviously, agree, that. That? Yeah, well,
2: we all come from somewhere else. Yeah, but we're all, if someone is it, fleeing it, war, though, we've always had an, there's all, there are international conventions when people are fleeing war. You look at my
1: point is when when can you do no more? That's the thing and the cost involved. Yeah, and,
2: and we we then have to modify policies. And I think the Ukrainian situation uh, will settle, and we will. No, um, it lot you know, depends on the conduct of the war. It's a shocking war. It's a brutal war. It's affected our economy. It's affected the energy prices. And it's caused huge migration. I think it's caused the largest displacement uh, in Europe since World War II. About 11 million people displaced from their homes. Uh, majority that within so there
1: Ukraine, will, so there, but there'll be no change in the policy as such. So there will be modifications
2: of the policy in terms of th- th- there could be some coming from secondary countries and so on like that. But we we're working on that. But fundamentally, the policy is, is across Europe that there's an international protection, you know, or, or directive that um, Ukrainians fleeing war are, are entitled to come into European countries. They are applying to join Europe. They will have the perspective to join the European Union because that ultimately, no, I I, will help their security. No, i just making a so, point. No,
1: you time a bit of tinkering but at the same there time there won't be a fundamental change again, in terms again, of the Ukrainian on, situation okay, no, no change yeah, so yeah. based then on the whole finances of the country never mind what's happening and in it the is very challenging uh, but
2: what, I'm uh, just uh, trying to find out what's the
1: alternative are you saying we should let them there to be bombed a bit uh, no I'm not saying that at all well, what are you saying I'm, I'm I'm saying when when do you say enough is enough I'm, well, saying, that that I'm saying that people yeah. contact me every day yeah. talking about their own struggles in their lives and everything and yep. everything comes down to money or lack of money coming into a household Can I just say, there's the, the guardi p- are quitting yeah. in their droves the nurses yeah. and teachers are emigrating the nursing homes are closing the creches are closing mm. the preschools the daycare all about ah, come on, money pull on. Um, you need to be balanced in perspective in your analysis Neil
2: But but, but I'm not not telling you you one word of a lie. Well, I tell you, no. And you're not telling the truth either. Because 22,000 extra people came into the health service in the last two years. You don't say that. You've no balance or perspective to your presentation and you have an obligation to be balanced. But I would I respect, respectfully what, say what, to what, you what, know, what and the 20, station what has. What
1: are the 22,000 new staff members gonna, doing yeah. if people are sitting on trolleys? And actually, funnily enough, yeah. the, no, back when you were Minister, more, back when you were minister for Health, just, you, and many politicians said you would get rid of hospital trolleys and you'd have yeah. everybody in yeah. the pension at 300 euro or pounds or something. What yeah. are you talking about? No, I mean, the, the point the, is... the election, election. I'm not it's going only, to it's We're having a
2: robust debate here, but I'm not going to sit and take narratives that are not so, balanced, are not so are the navy, are true. the Navy not in trouble? Are the Guardian not in trouble? But, is the health service well, not in trouble? We have huge recruitment issues. Why? Because no. we have full employment, Neil. No, because you won't have not Have you ever, ever, in your station, in, in your last year, spoke about full employment in Cork? Oh, full yeah, employment. often. No, you haven't. You speak about misery, which you just did now.
1: You've what, no, what You've do no, you, no do balance. You've no to your do you
2: presentation. Want, no, it did. I no, you don't. That there were you Very don't, do you, good you, you, things you, you happened in the budget. Absolutely. It, you came in, your, first, your first outbreak or outburst was a tale of misery. I'm suggesting to you. No, no, it's there's a There's a balance, of there's of a where balance and a perspective to things, and, and that's all I'm simply saying. There's pros and there's cons. No, it really be. All, would I'm actually like trying to. to
1: re, I'm trying to reflect what people talk to me about and talk about. By the way, I
2: I talk to people, and people give me different perspectives. People are under pressure. Of that, I've no doubt. We're increasing more people our population has gone up to 5.2 million up 1, 1, 1.4 million uh, see, up 1.4 but, million in 20 years I know that. now population doesn't grow if a country is a tale of misery I'm trying okay? to and a lot of people come in here because, wrong, because they want to and work fixing, I meet lots and of people correcting. here who think this is a good country to live in the United Nations Quality Life Index it has it up as number 2 we have the highest life expectancy in Europe tell us like that to somebody that, but you're teletel- tell that, t- that to somebody who's yeah. paid
1: on a Friday and the money's gone by Sunday I'm only just asking you to acknowledge I say, there are problems I, I, I have acknowledged those problems and pressures but I think there's a balance but and a wrong, know, wrong I, perspective to you're it I don't know why you're, you do, I I I do. you're seeing you know. it because the latest Red Sea poll puts <clears throat> Fianna Fáil at 18% Fianna Gael at 21% Sinn Féin at 33% mm, yeah. I mean the, I what's going on that is appalling levels of popularity for Fáil and Fianna well, I—I
2: I, I mean, the Red Sea poll. We, the real poll is in the general election, uh, and as as we've shown time and time again we came out ahead in, in, in the last general election, again which doesn't get acknowledged but this isn't about polling, this is about uh, trying to get a, a proper Is it assessment. not a
1: reflection of the people's thoughts about the sitting coalition though? Well what? we'll
2: see now I mean, the, the, when, if you look at the, the the polling that you've just quoted the sitting coalition, if you add up all the numbers would be higher you would. than Sinn Féin you so would, Unless we, Sinn Féin
1: so. got all of the yeah. independents yeah. to vote for them, how
2: then how you're We don't know Like the, the whole thing is fragmented, I mean you, in other words I would argue that the, all these polls are showing actually it's all there in the
1: mix uh, in terms of the next general election. It, I, wonder, I, wonder, I, wonder, actually, I was only thinking, yeah. yesterday. you got elected on the sixth count in 2020. Would you be concerned about that going into the next you're general election? Full, you're full of the Sinn Féin propaganda. No. <laughs> That's all the Sinn Féin trolls. Is, because I read it on Twitter. How is that part of a That's Sinn, Féin all the Sinn Féin propaganda? propaganda. I, I read it all the time. I through. remember the it's sixth all the nonsense.
2: Well, what do you mean look, we've how many candidates had to be and so on like that. No, that's not
1: the you point. Know you, com- com- you know, I got elected very.
2: You know, I got very comfortably, very comfortably. But on the sixth count, and, and not only that, hold on a second. Be... Fianna Fáil got two seats in so. Yeah. out of four.
1: No, okay. I'm not. I'm not engaging in well, any propaganda. I'm saying we'll. we'll... <laughs> it, you did. It was the
2: sixth count. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's the sheer line, and
1: that's the no, far it's left, not why, it's the... why do you <laughs> throw that at me? When
2: because I have no allegiance to anybody. I'm not saying you have allegiance. I see it on Twitter all of the time. I don't even look at Twitter.
1: I'm just telling you. Will, will, you will, will, will you run again? Or... I'm running again. No, yeah, no because yeah, yeah. I hear that you're, you've got a top job in Europe planned. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I was, I was <laughs> big I European commission job. Lots of people speculate
2: about people who might want to give me... Does <laughs> a commissioner thing come up? No, I'm running in the next election. People speculate. They you, you speculate, you're not a speculator, it's a job uh, But no, I'm, I'm running in the next general election We're going to lead the party into it And we're going to be competitive We're going to be, give, it, give it everything we can
1: But would that, would that involve maybe Doing a deal with Sinn Féin And at least giving them a shot at power that they, well, look, they, I mean, like they they think they, they were saying to me That their footprint is in this budget So you are listening to the opposition Donal well, to, uh, O'Leary said it to me uh, their footprint is on the budget No, yeah. it's not <laughs> yeah. their budget was appalling <laughs> that's what the man said I'm just saying oh, what, but he, Yeah, but he said. That, but well, would, you not, would, you not, would you ever do the, I, think uh, I, you did, I think you were quoted before saying you would
2: consider no, I, any I've of it I've said I think their like, it's very interesting in their budget they don't mention enterprise they don't mention employment they don't mention the economic growth or the economic situation in the country um, and I believe there's a problem with them in being anti-enterprise I think they're anti-Europe I think in the recent situation maybe in the, they're
1: anti-Europe in, Europe because they're pro-Iron Irish Is that such a bad thing? Wow. What? That's an incredible statement. No, I mean what, that's what, what we want to avoid. What, I, I, I what, don't agree. Why with that Why do policy. you throw out these kind of warning signs to back off? If I'm saying because I, pro- I think the European Union
2: is part of the transformation
1: of Ireland. Yeah. I genuinely do. Oh yeah, but I mean, it's so the, the best thing. No, I'm not saying that. But you don't well, what have are you to be saying then. If anti- you say you don't hard- have to be, you don't have to be pro-Europe. I think you do.
2: I think you need to be no, proactively uh, pro-European Union uh, if you understand how this country has developed, modernized, improved economically. I don't think if we get into a British European. Okay, fair enough. I know that, but I mean, I think, the fact that they voted against every European Union treaty should give people pause for thought. Uh, so is no, that a no to the potential? We're very, I'm very negatively disposed to it. Uh, <laughs> it has to be about policies. If you take the recent situation in terms of the Middle East, I mean the, the, the tweets by Chris Andrews and, um, and 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 other Sinn Féin TDs. Uh, no, that's appalling. That's, that's just appalling in the East. in terms of um, their attitude to Hamas. I mean, they platformed Hamas in 2020. Their foreign policy, for example, if they were in government, would, would really isolate Ireland very, very quickly. Their stance what, I, I know that. that. I, I, but, but what so people no, want to know make, is yeah, their common ground their to make policies, Ireland a
1: better place, where people have food on the table. But, but we all want job, to make Ireland a they better place. And they can place. buy a house.
2: We all want to do that. I think our policy on housing is much better. Sinn Féin wants to get rid of Help to Buy. They want to get rid of the first home scheme. Help to Buy which would, goes to developers. Which, and no, and it does not. The Forty-one thousand young people have benefited from Help to but Buy. But they paid buy and buy and more care, for so, the house. So, There's four hundred pe- more people, or four hundred people a day now, but, um, getting mortgages, first-time buyers, and so on. The whole area in first home buying is improving. We need to do more. We have to build more You're houses. Put it to but I think analysis, Sinn Féin would not build as many houses as we're building right now, and we will exceed our target this year and last year. But we need to get higher you <laughs> Because that is the biggest issue facing the country is housing. Mm-hmm. Of that, there is no doubt. But actually, I think their policies would be genuinely you no. Know. I think their idea of abolishing help by abolishing the first homes. They want to abolish the grants for um, that people we know would give if they bring a derelict house back in or a vacant house. You know, it's 50, uh, 50 and seventy thousand. Yeah, yeah. They would abolish that. Yeah. And there's about four thousand people applying for, for those They've grants. No, more houses, which, though. They no, saying. they wouldn't. You see, that's my point because they,
1: they'll depress the market. You, so you don't believe so you don't believe the, their their budget submission. But they don't the have,
2: you see, they don't, if you look at it, they don't actually have a housing policy document. Probably, they
1: have about four or five pages. You probably have to keep on dismissing because you're afraid of the No, no,
2: I'm, I'm not dismissing, I'm just saying, do you think abolishing the first home scheme, where, where the state puts in shared equity, which brings down the costs for people, is a good idea I don't think it's a good idea I, I think I talk to people out in, the, in, the, in the industry and they're saying this has helped um, to to kickstart again more housing estates for I, I don't think that people it helps buying a bedroom semi
1: in Glanmire paying over 400,000 for it I think that's that's insane and and I think that maybe the 30 grand has gone into that 400,000 for the builder developer and, and, the, and the auctioneer selling it I mean who, who in their name who in their right mind could afford that starting out but it, it, it's, re- it's very difficult uh, and
2: that's why we've brought in the first home scheme to create affordability for people and to help to buy because it does enable people um, to afford the purchase of the house. And the, the, the biggest, I think, challenge and it's a sign of economic growth in Ireland is population growth. And I'm not talking about the migration aspect of it. It's general population growth uh, that we've experienced over the last decade or so. I think that has created is, pressure public on public services. It's yeah. created yeah. Exactly, and, pressure and on public and you, and services.
1: You don't, you don't, and you don't seem to think that an open Border policy, where we can't say we can take no more because of the pressures on the public. Service. See, I
2: don't. When we say a border, that sounds very simplistic. I'm saying to you, okay. you, you could put, a, you could do the Donald Trump thing, and put the wall up. It didn't stop people from uh, Mexico and elsewhere coming into America. They're still coming in. I mean, uh, you, you've read the situation
1: in New no, York. Be, in New no, York. Not, no, my uh, point is, I don't mean to come across as Trumpian, but you, I we have no I problem building anymore, loads. We have to... no problem building loads of well, modular houses when, used, when other families are sleeping in, you know, the the the, the, the sofa or the spare room with their parents. We're building house. as
2: many houses as we possibly can for people, and and, and as fast as we can. How did you can. get
1: the will to build uh, the modular houses so quickly? Like that was amazing. Couldn't have been done before. We haven't.
2: We've only built about four to five hundred. Um, actually, yeah, but it didn't uh, show the potential it, that it could be it done. Could, and we're still uh, we're hoping to do another eighteen hundred for social housing um, in terms of um, modern methods of construction. I was just on a signum in Macroom recently, uh, where they do timber frame housing and they can do them relatively fast. Um, and you know, they're employing a lot of people in Macroom, um, and and they can do very quickly timber frame housing yeah. uh, and so on. And those are the new methods of housing construction.
1: Do you know, talk about, talk about building things because I know you have to be um, you have You're to find from. Here um, you're talking about building things or getting uh, cost of um, value for money. You're aware of the convention centre. I mean, it wasn't under your watch. It was it was Simon and, and, and yeah. Enda, and they turned the sod in 2017. Yeah, 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 yeah. and, and um, are you aware of the cost increases in this? I with am. Regards to and, and you know that like BAM are pretty good at putting up costs all of the time. You see the Children's Hospital. Are you aware of the numbers now? Um, or do you want me to give you an idea as to, as to what we heard uh, yesterday with with regards to the, um, the the cost increase and the state um, contribution to it? The current State, an approved grant from this... From from the government is 57 million. 57 million. Yeah. Um, and um, Mick, Finn, Mick Finn on the air yesterday said that um, the Shovel won't touch the ground there until BAM get more money. He figures, this is the local councillor whom you know, he, know says, he says that it could be anywhere between 30 and 40 billion more needed by yeah. BAM from the state, which would bring our contribution to 92 million, Live Nation's contribution to 35 million, which means that instead of, a, instead of a, an initial 85 million development it would go at least to 130 million. Uh, are, are you happy to give them more money? Well we haven't made any government decision on it and what has
2: happened is the detailed design has come in um, which Live Nation and, 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 and BAM uh, did and the City Council have now come to government And uh, but there, before that we've asked the City Council to, to do a due diligence on the design the detailed design and governments are going to have to consider this issue because the cost has you're over a hall,
1: aren't you you can't pack out of it you'll have to give them the money no we don't have to do anything um, but what's the alternative the, the
2: balance is yeah. the, to come to the balance is overall for the region because we want to grow Cork as, a, as the regional city um, and part of that is having a convention centre um, or uh, Which would attract more into the city in terms of events, conferences, and so on, like that, and concerts. Um, and do you have that as a magnet to bring people in? Totally. It would be superb. Uh, that's what that's, we want that's to not do. The and point. that's why, when I was Taoiseach, I improved the grant up to 57. Or with my colleagues in government, no, it was a government decision taken actually at that stage because it went up again, um, but, and I think we'd have to get certain guarantees around this. So I can't preempt what
1: the government is going to do on it, but I am very well aware of the figures that you've initially stated was to be twenty million. Have, yeah, it's going to weigh up. Yeah. So it could potentially be ninety-two million. Like, are you saying that you're going to continue to pay and fund this? I'm saying we haven't made any decision on it because
2: we've asked the council to go back before you make a submission to government. Do your de- because this is first and foremost, and Artie has already this is first said First foremost, it's, the it's, matter that she City has Council said that it's ne- and she
1: has said that it's needed. Yeah. funding is needed for inflation and cost increases. Yeah, the, we all know, and that's the
2: inflation has, we know, increased dramatically in construction in the, in the last two to three. All projects have gone up dramatically. We just announced the road recently, it to Scramogue for example, in, in the west. Uh, it went up, I'd say, about a hundred billion in terms of the overall road project. So you, you're on the money in terms of saying the inflationary is, is, is a part of this um, but like from the government's point of view people can't keep coming back to the well and
1: saying you know we need another 10, we need another 20, RTE keep 30. doing it and you keep um, on shutting out DOS. so they well, give them another 16 million and they're bust they're fighting with the PAC committee won't give over the documents but you still give them money well we I, I, I do believe in public service broadcasting
2: including all stations by the way not just RT. I, I believe in the, in the Commission on media's approach there my view is that all media uh, who develop yes. public service content um, as you do and others do uh, should be able to tap into a fund centrally provided and compete for so,
1: it. So their advertising and their so, television you know, license just, uh, is not uh, enough. RT, yeah.
2: okay. Anyway, just, uh, it's uh, just just not just
1: RT but I just think we
2: should um, there's a broader story in terms of print media as well that we have to support media more generally but I think we should uh, but the current RT license fee isn't going to do it and so there's very tough decisions to be made in respect of RT in, in, in the coming weeks.
1: So, yeah. with regards to the Convention Centre, uh, am I reading it correctly that you are waiting for information from Cork City Council? Yeah, yeah. Even though they've already said that, oh, you want the figure from them that BAM are looking for? Is it the actual amount they've that got, they want? No, they, we know the money. They've, they've come in now with... To be fair, there's been progress made because for the
2: first time ever we've a detailed design. Of, oh, but have the BAM told you how much more BAM, they need they've now? they've told the City Council. They're dealing with this. The City Council is the... Agent here. They're they're responsible for this event center. They've come to government looking for the funding, and through the Department of Housing, they get the funding uh, for the event center. Um, the detailed design was finished in the end of July. I know have,
1: that, but have they come to you with the a
2: number? They've come, um, and, but we've asked them to go back, do your verification process, and other quantity surveyors and so on to come in and look at this. Is this really? The, the, the final figure. So no, so is speaking, there a, a very number
1: fact. people would be interested? In, have I don't have set, a specific number here with me? Um, would you say that McFinn is rather going between thirty and forty million more? Well, I mean that's all to be. I mean, it's, uh, there's, there's But if need, Bam look for thirty to forty well, million, not, would you, see,
2: They have responsibilities too, and you won't
1: own anything. We won't have any skin in the game. Know, we'll get fat the, now and stuff. The, 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 the issue
2: here is Live Nation bringing in, in the events, and that's that's the the, the challenge. Is we could build a. A massive centre, no, no no, events would come to no, it. No, I know that. Uh, you saying, know that yourself. But will you give
1: them more We're
2: money? We're not giving any commitments here today on the station. We're saying we'll examine it. We're going to give it very serious consideration. But we believe responsibilities are there too with the developers as well as the, uh, and government. And, and this is something to be um, engaged with. We don't... Obviously, that's something that... Kazantardi has said this
1: morning in the Echo that she hopes to be sitting in the front row of the convention centre in three years' time. I mean... Like I, I mean, I should be putting not, this question to Simon Coveney, but this thing was a complete sham back in the day. Well, it shouldn't. It was it, never thought through.
2: That that should never have been I dug at the time when they dug it. In my view, because obviously the, 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 the issue then was it didn't. Nothing materialised for quite a while, while afterwards, and probably wasn't going to. Um, so I'm not going to be saying where I'll be sitting in three years' time until I see it complete. Um, well, that but, could either be the dial
1: or could be the head of the European Commission. <laughs> <laughs> Or retired. <laughs> no, I won't be are retired. not re elected. I will not be retired <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
2: We're getting younger, Neil Including <laughs> <laughs> <Good to> yourself.
1: <laughs> okay, on those on those um, I have to go on to those compliments, it. we will leave it at that. I'll let you get on, Mihal. Thanks. Thank for you very much. Yeah, appreciate, yeah, it. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, uh, Martin. Before before you go, um, in light of recent developments and the arrest of a man in connection with the Tina Satchwell murder, uh, people are wondering about your thoughts with regards to the family. I'm sure they're with their family. Our thoughts and prayers are with their family. Yeah. yeah, it's very very sad yeah. and, 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 and and difficult for them right now. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Mehall. Thanks. 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 Oh, 086810 Pick up the phone on 818 Your thoughts on my conversation with the Taunished are welcome. Call the
0: Neil Prenderville Show now. 818 104
1: Red FM. Welcome back to texts and uh, other um, related matters following my conversation with the Tornish. I so we'll do text 868 Of course, the big news uh, in the last few days has been all sorts of developments with regards to uh, missing person Tina Satchwell uh, papers carry the fact that a body has been found behind a wall under the stairs in Tina's home uh, that's a front page of Making the Independent today Barry Roach has his uh, articles on the front and inside pages of The Irish Times, I'll talk to him in a moment. Uh, The Sun this morning says wrapped in plastic and hidden under the stairwell. Um, Bizarrely, the Sun today names the man being questioned by Gardaí uh, for legal reasons. We're not in a position to do that, but they do say buried under the stairs um, and name the man. Uh, Gardaí renewed the appeal again, looks continuing to look for information from the public, even though um, the uh, remains have been removed to the COH and are awaiting Uh, now DNA um, uh, confirmation body hidden under the floorboards in Tina's house man arrested after hallway and kitchen dug up in search. Uh, skeletal remains under the hallway floor, they're saying. And as I say, Barry Roach uh, carries it in the front and inside pages of the Times this morning. Guardy reviewing the Satchwell file became suspicious over inaccurate information. There's that and lots more to discuss with him. And he joins me by phone. Barry, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing? So out of the blue yesterday, um, we had news of tango um, hammers and concrete in an area under the stairs the Guardi or at least forensics and those involved, can go up and then they dug a metre down into the soil and found skeletal remains. Uh, talk to us about that.
4: Yeah, real Dave drama yesterday, Neil. We were talking yesterday morning and it looked as though we were just focusing on the search. Uh, the man had been released on Wednesday evening at five o'clock without charge and that seemed to be that side of the equation. put the penis over for a while. And then suddenly we got a call or we learned that Dr. Bolster, the assistant head pathologist, was being asked to come to, to you all. And it emerged in the course of the morning that remains had been found at nine o'clock on Wednesday night, four hours as it were after the man had been released from Garda custody. So Gardee yesterday asked for Dr. Bolster to come down and then they also went to get an arrest warrant and went looking to arrest the man. He was arrested at a bus shelter opposite the Water Raleigh Hotel in Yall at around midday yesterday. And just to bring people up to speed on that, he again was brought to Cove Garda Station where he'd been brought on Tuesday. He's in under Section 24, sorry, Section 4, the Justice Act, which allows Gardaí all suspects for 24 hours. But unlike the first time, he did opt to suspend questioning last night. So he rested from midnight until 8 and that extends the... Detention period now till 8 o'clock tonight, so Gardy have until then uh, before they must either charge or release the man. But to go back then to the house, my understanding is that the search teams, uh, as we were sort of saying during the week, there were four areas the garden, the backyard, the shed, and the house. And in the house, they uh, were assisted by. Um, well, sorry. I suppose one of the things that they focused on was one of the guardians involved in this investigation has been very um, uh, focused on it and he was examining photographs and he saw photographs which showed a change in a wall being built beside the stairs uh, pre-Tina Satchel's experience and afterwards. So they were focusing there. It's a brick wall built at the side of the stairs effectively carting off the stairwell area. Now, even though there are louver doors there that sort of provide access. So... They had the assistance of this cadaver dog, a Springer Spaniel, called Fern. You were asking me last, or earlier the week, can dogs smell through concrete? I didn't know the answer. The answer very definitely is yes, oh, well. because Fern got a scent there. They started to go their hammers and went through about, I think, four to six inches of concrete and then kept digging. And at a depth under a metre, or almost a metre, I understand, the they found human remains, called in Dr. Bolster and forensic anthropologist, Dr. Laureen Buckley. Uh, to examine the remains in situ initially, and then that ar- yesterday afternoon they were removed to COH for a full post mortem. Also, of course, Dr. Bolster would have taken swabs from the remains, and Gardy would have samples, DNA samples from uh, Tina Satchel's relatives on standby. So, my understanding is that they were fast tracked to Dublin to Forensic Science Ireland uh, for comparisons and they expect results back in that today and they're also looking at dental records to try and establish because obviously six years have elapsed since she disappeared so okay. Um, okay. they may not be, uh, I'm sorry the other thing is there may be some clothing and jewellery as well that may assist them in that uh, identification problem. Okay. Is that
1: Could that be later today or days before would be No I'd expect that they'll be confident that they'll have something at some stage today and that I think um, I don't mean this is a criticism to anybody but I did read in your copy that This uh, brick wall beside the stairs closed off the stairwell. Uh, Guards believe it was built shortly after Miss Satchwell's disappearance. But it was noticed by Gardaí when they visited the house in 2017. Were they not in a position to... Uh, query it further back then or, or what was the deal do you know
4: yeah it, it, well it was noted by them beyond that i don't i presume at that stage um we're looking at january oh, sorry june 2017 we're talking about three months afterwards treated as a
1: uh, missing person
4: missing person yeah. so i presume yeah. that initial search would have been focusing on was there
1: any signs of disturbance or blood or whatever but no, some but alert member of the force many years yeah, later said hang on a second that needs yeah to looking
4: there's, at. there's been a chap um I, I don't know the man no, but he apparently has been on this for the last three months in particular well longer okay. I think but okay. the last three months in Cary Gould Garda station going through a huge amount of stuff and he picked up that there's a lot of talk about new information before. My, my understanding is that, that isn't the case.
1: I was going to ask uh, you about that because here's yeah. one of the stories that is certainly being talked about, even down in Yall. It has to do with a drain or a culvert, and I hate saying this, but a, a body part and and somebody being called in to unblock a blocked drain. Or, or what, is there yeah, any truth heard- in that?
4: I've heard that but I've put that to several Gardaí familiar with it and they said no, that isn't their well that's they're saying no and they're 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 hearing it as well and they're wondering where it's emanated from but it's in a lot of papers and I met somebody in you last night who said they'd heard it as well and they were asking me about it and I said from what I understand that's not the case. It's simply really detailed review of the file and people looking at photographs and checking Information they have and seeing discrepancies and seeing uh, discrepancies between what somebody says in in a witness statement and what the reality was when Gardi checked it out themselves. And there were a lot of those discrepancies, and that formed the basis of this review. And uh, Detective Inspector Admiral Toomey, who was very much driving this, I think, and Detective Superintendent Sean Healy, they made the case for um, this. arrest and uh, sealing off the house and at least in terms of it looks like, I mean obviously we can't judge any appropriating DNA results back but it looks like that hunch or that belief was well warranted in terms of recovering what, who we presume is, is Portina
1: Satchel. Yeah. No it's just you wonder why would you arrest and question somebody and let them go Uh, why wouldn't you do the the dig and all that kind of thing first
4: yeah I I don't know but my understanding is that there was a a lot of I was talking to one uh, source who's no longer directly involved but he said there was a huge amount of circumstantial evidence in this case huge amount
1: but the body he said the discovery of the body really Mm -hmm. Brings it over the line. Mm. You know? Okay, so, uh, so, so the, 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 the story about the drains or the next door neighbor uh, was oh, blocked a drains. Okay. I spoke okay. to a
4: few people and I spoke to somebody yesterday, a senior a guard who was sort of expressing surprise at how it had sort of
1: started gathered. to do the rounds, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: but it, it was very prevalent to talk to people down there. The other thing that's, I mean, Paul, I think we'll talk to you about this, but there was such a sense of, um, it was nearly more than relief down there yesterday. People were so glad. Mm. So, I mean, it's a terribly sad story. It's tragic, obviously, for (laughs) such a family. But, you know, hopefully it will transfer that it's her and that there will be some sort of closure. But there was a real sense of relief down there. I met a woman from Castellan Roach, and she was sort of saying she knew her. and There was just a, a real sense of... It was such a day of drama yesterday. I can't recall anything uh, like it uh, in whatever number of years the stage was
1: doing. Without sort a doubt, stuff. it was a day of drama. But, yeah, th-
4: like, but I mean twists and turns yesterday. The guy's release, when suddenly body found, and they're looking to arrest him, and they find him, and then he's in. And you know. It's
1: and just, what about the second site that they were searching? Some yeah, closed
4: creamery. Uh, yeah, it's gorgeous by There, um, listeners, maybe from between Kayla and um, and y'all. You know, there's a filling station on the left-hand side there. You're maybe midway maybe closer site slightly but I understand it's about 3 kilometres back down there in a remote area there's a lock up shed and the man who was arrested was renting that Guardian went out there I think and they searched it they've seen some what was described as electronic equipment whether that's phones or whether it's computers I'm not sure but they weren't uh, the sense I was getting at the uh, end of that was it was completed Superintendent Gamble mentioned Adrian Gamble mentioned that that search had been completed I don't think there were holding out any great hope for anything of huge evidential value coming from that but it's part of the obviously you know the one thing that strikes me about this this is an extraordinary thorough investigation it's mm. being run like clockwork uh, in terms of arrests move in and as you know from what we said earlier I mean they go in with chainsaws kangaroo hammers mini diggers sniffer dog or cadaver dog like there is no I don't know what the expense is going to be. I was going to tell no expense, spared. but I mean it's been run very, very methodically and very professionally, so it doesn't surprise me that once they heard that this man had been renting this shed, that that suddenly came into the equation. Absolutely, the you're going and to start it, it off, have, have, Leaving have, no stone unturned. Have they left
1: all of the sites now? The Gardaí forensics. Oh the no, they're,
4: they're, they're still they're still in in, in the house in New and I suspect that they'll still. It was you have to go to a court and get um, it a crime scene and then you extend that my understanding is that at the moment they have that extension until Saturday they may go again and because obviously there is, there may be other material in the house they recover human remains but there may be other material in there that can kind assist of them in terms of um, establishing what exactly happened to the person if it is Tina Satville how she met her end the support so I suspect that will go at least till Saturday and probably next week as well they've sort of budgeted for it for a week long search there, so they may very well go there until. I, I just get the sense with this, this is being done so professionally, and so thoroughly that it's going to be exhaustive. It really is. They're going to leave no stone unturned, literally. In this, you know.
1: And how would so the I, DNA work? I did read in one of the papers. I think it was perhaps the Mail this morning. They said that they already have Tina Satchwell's DNA yeah, on file. They, is that right? Uh,
4: they would have um, fi- DNA from her relatives on file on standby to test against. Uh, so I presume some of her sisters would have provided swabs and they would have that, so that, uh, they'd have that profile there. So then they take the swab from the remains that have been found and I presume a scientist in Forensic Science Ireland then goes and puts them both under the microscope and, and compares and see if there's a match or what the likelihood of matches. And that would, and then as well, as I said, the other thing would be dental records. They would imagine have already spoken to her uh, dentist, um and got her dental records so they have those and uh, Dr. Bolster, and post-mortem would be able to compare those records with what she sees at, at post-mortem and so there are two and then as I say the other thing is possibly clothes and um, jewellery I'm not sure if I, I haven't been uh, clear but I haven't been established by the state, the, the, whether there was any jewellery and secondly, whether what state the clothing um, was in after six years of I, uh, sure I interment. It's, yeah. yeah. it's a grim story, you know, but you just feel that at least, hopefully, you know, there'll be some sort of closure for the family, uh, whatever, with the criminal process that'll take its own course in, in, in or take its own course, was was in, in, in due t- And yeah. we'll know yeah. more today on that, but
1: just in terms of... But you say that it, it will be today, you're saying, Gardy waiting the DNA should get a result today on it they
4: should get results today and the identification they have the okay. individual in question until 8 o'clock now if they get direction back after f- 5 they can charge them in the station and hold them and bring them to a special sitting somewhere tomorrow if they get the direction back before 5 then there's the possibility they could bring it to a scheduled sitting there's no scheduled sitting in court district 20 which is where you all is you all is unusual in court terms that's actually a group with Dungarvan, Clonmel, Cashel, and I think Carrington Shore. Middleton is a different court district, but when you don't have a scheduled sitting in court district 20, which is the all the district, then they can bring it to a scheduled sitting the adjacent one, and the adjacent uh, sitting in court district 19 today is in Fermoy. Fermoy.
1: Um, Although the, the, the man arrested. Is in Cove, I think. Is He's
4: in Cove, yeah. But um, if, if they if they get a direction to charge before five o'clock and for my still sitting I don't okay. know how busy uh, a list they have or how long a list they have today then this possibly it could be brought to for my but uh, alternatively if they don't get the direction after five they can charge in the station then hold overnight and go to a special sitting which I presume would it would make sense to try and get a judge to the okay. all tomorrow okay,
1: okay. Well, let, it's
4: all to we, we're,
1: we're jumping the gun a bit no absolutely I was <laughs> just going to say to wrap up it, yeah. it's about yeah. it's yeah. about got DNA identification DNA, at this yeah. stage and let's see what today Friday brings Barry thank you so much for all of your contributions over the last few days it's it, it's an incredible story it's a very sad it is, story yeah, but,
4: it is but extraordinary and the, the twists and turns and as I say I, yeah. I don't think I can recall anything quite as dramatic as yesterday morning in terms of uh, certainly from a media point of view where I'm talking to you here at home so you get a phone call and I'm racing
1: down to, to, to you all to see if I It can was fast moving the last few days we oh, can certainly was, say that It really that. was yeah. OK all right, Barry thank you Listen, so much care. appreciate all it uh, and of course if there are any updates before we go off air uh, and it's Possible to talk with Barry Roach again? We will certainly do that. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Pick up the phone on 0818104106 Back after the break.
0: Text the Neil Prendergast show now. Oh eight six eight one zero
1: four one zero six. Red FM. In other news, of course, it's Friday the thirteenth. More on that a little later this morning. But it's also Free Food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters Perry Perry Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park, and it will feed between fifteen and twenty of you. So make sure you're texting who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. We'll start the shout-outs in about a half an hour's time. I'll tell you more about the food. Chicken wings and chicken skewers and beef skewers. Then the main events include chicken wraps and chicken pittas and the most delicious beef burgers, particularly the spicy one, basted in the famous piri sauce. And sides, then the piri salted fries, the rice and the waffle fries. And people love the big cheesecakes because you can put your own topics on them. You can design your own topics. On your own cheesecake, so all that um, feeding between fifteen and twenty of you. So we need to know who you are and where you are. To 0868104106 courtesy of ourselves and Roosters Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park, and we'll start the shouters as I say, in and around. Um Uh, half an hour's time as well as that the Maldron have given us some wonderful breaks right across the week we have two of them to give away between now and quitting time today which is overnight for four people including dinner Uh, and we'll have some fun with that a little later on this morning two different winners will win a prize for themselves and their friends, courtesy of ourselves in the Maldon Hotel uh, on the South Mall. Uh, back after 10. free Food Friday, courtesy of ourselves in Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. Morning to everybody at GRP Roofing Supplies out in Tremore Road to Mulrock Construction and Mahan. Morning Ben to Watson, Marlow and Blackpool to Karen and our colleagues in the Pharmacy Department of the South Infirmary Victoria. They're listening all of the time. So is everybody at Custom Engineering and Ovens, Bat McDonald Paints on the Centre Park Road, Donovan Auto Services and Up for Glanmire. Uh, big shout out to the staff in Morrison's Island Campus, formerly known as the College of Commerce. Morning to you all. Hi, Rebecca. To everybody uh, in the loading section of Aer Lingus, would love some munchies today. To he's Health and Fitness on Penrose Dock. To Sage in the Dosco Business Park in Douglas, working very hard. The food there is fabulous food in Sage. Big tasty food for them if they got lucky today instead of serving it up. Neville Jewelers. Morning, Toby and Ashling and Katie, all hard working. And finally for now, Riverstick Motors the hard-working staff, testing your commercial vehicles and starving with the hunger. So we'll do some more shout-outs in half an hour time. All you got to do is text or email who you are. Sorry, text you are and where you are to 0868 104 106. Other stories making the papers this morning include um, the, I think it's it's fairly joined up thinking uh, to raise the Garda age to 50 so it's up from 35 to 50 it's been announced by the Justice Minister that anybody up to the age of 50 uh, will be able to enlist um, and train and be recruited into Ungarda Shikona. you know the reasons why, we haven't got enough of them uh, the echo this morning uh, picks up on a story and uh, one of the questions that but to the De Mihal Martin the continuing costs of the event centre all tied into inflation and cost of material and I was mentioning that the CEO says that she uh, hopes to be sitting in the front row of Cork's event centre within the next three years um, the, more, the more this goes on I actually think I won't even be on the air anymore <laughs> won't be on the air anymore by the time this conference and convention centre actually opens now the question that I put to the Tornisters the story in the examiner RTE will run out of cash by the spring what do you want us to do about that? If it was a private sector business, they would just collapse and go into receivership. And they need more money. Uh, they say that they need $61 million to bail them out. Meanwhile, they won't hand over this very important note or document between um, D. Forbes and Noel Kelly, Ryan Tubridy's agent, going back along with regards to the deals and the wheeling and dealings about his contract and the Renault payments and everything. And this could go to court, actually, if RTE don't give it to PAC. It's a very important document for the PAC committee, and they won't do it. Um, anybody that's suffering with long COVID, and God knows they've spoken to people on air about it, they're absolutely floored. You won't be happy with the news uh, that there's going to be an end to the state funding for those affected by the illness of uh, COVID-19. Uh, long COVID. I think that's cruel myself. Um, and also, of course the big game at the weekend this is the knockout stages of the world cup and ireland take on uh, the all blacks um, and they'll do the hacker uh, a huge irish support is heading out through dublin airport this weekend and cork airport also amid calls for the team to do the river dance as a response to the all blacks hacker that would look pretty that would look pretty good. I don't know if they've time to, to rehearse it, but um anyways just a thought, a bit of a light hearted story from the point of view of the match uh, tomorrow. Um, I'd love actually to talk to any New Zealanders on side as to uh, how you're feeling about your team's chances against Ireland and where will you be watching uh, the match tomorrow. There's a lovely story actually making uh, this morning's star and it has to do with Rachel Allen and the extended Allen family. They're saying that the family was asked many times to do their own reality television show. That'd be an interesting one, wouldn't it? The Allens and their own celebrity uh, television show. It's a big article with lots of photographs making the star on that one today. And of course, as I mentioned earlier on today, uh, unfortunately, the uh, latest developments with regards to. Uh, missing uh, Tina Satchwell um, papers also, you know you talk about uh, the Grand National, but it comes around every year, there's awful criticism about cruelty to animals I see now that they are improving safety, they're going to cut the maximum numbers of runners, indeed horses uh, competing in the Grand National from 40 to 34, it's one of the major shake-ups and the years gone by of course they reduced the height of fences and stuff like that but in light-hearted news um, I see that um, Friday the 13th makes the papers today Um, And for some, of course, they won't even go outside the front door. They'd be that superstitious about it. But I see in the star, they, they remind us that today is the last of two, Friday the 13th in 2023, because we had one back in January. Now, some years we have three of them. But many people sail through them. I'm always very suspicious and reticent about Friday the Tr- I don't know why. Uh, I don't want to live a life like that but unfortunately I do have kind of a little bit worry about it um, but you know, all of, you can go back actually to Jesus Christ and the Last Supper when 13 of them sat down together um, and ever since that, then it's been thought that uh, th- Jesus and the 12 apostles of course and he got crucified so they figure that if 13 people sit down together, one will surely die within a year. Um, It's amazing the amount of places where you won't see a 13. Do you recall the 131 and the 132 car registrations back in the day? Buyers weren't all that keen to buy a car in 2013 because they were afraid that they wouldn't be able to shift it because it would have a cursed number plate on it. But also, you have many ships don't have a 13th deck. Um, They go from 12 to 14. Ryanair and Air France don't have a row 13 on their airplanes. I never knew that. No row 13. Um, Hotels and elevator manufacturers, hotels avoid 13th floors. And estate agents say that homes with the number 13 on the front door are tougher to sell. I wonder is it that they sell them cheaper? The number 13 in a new build goes considerably cheaper than number 12 and number 14. Because what I'd do is I'd buy the cheaper number, 13, I'd get rid of the number and I'd give it a name instead.
0: Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now
1: on 0818 104 106, Red FM. Just returning, of course, to the big story uh, over the last few days, and this is the continuing investigation into the disappearance of Tina Satchwell and uh, skeletal remains being found under the stairs, under the concrete, under a metre of soil. In her home, uh, buried under the stairs is the front meg and the sun, wrapped in plastic and hidden under the stairwell. It's awfully sad. We await DNA results later on today. Barry Road says from the Irish Times to identify who that skeletal remains is belong to. Um, While that's happening, I was watching the TV3 news last night at at five thirty, and Paul Byrne was live. Uh, from you all um, and was showing very very sad footage of a blacked out van carrying those skeletal remains out of the property. It was just so sad to watch it slowly reverse away from the home. Paul Byrne joins me by phone Um, Morning Paul Uh, a very um, sombre atmosphere in you all in general yesterday I would say. Would I be right?
5: Absolutely correct
1: Neil Um,
5: Tuesday night there was a lot of activity from locals but as time went on uh, pe- people became very very quiet and taken aback and very upset the, the disappearance of Tina Satchwell people have taken it as a, as a personal attack on them because she was very much part of the community um you know she was seen everywhere around y'all and Formoy, her Walk name, Formoy, the walking, yeah. walking the dogs yeah, walking the dogs they were as I said to several people they were her babies yeah uh, Ruby and Heidi and she lived for the babies and, and her parents. but um, in the last uh, 24, 48 hours people have really, really uh, been shell-shocked um, there was nobody down there yesterday or the day before you know, out with their mobile phones taking shots and driving No, there weren't but I going. saw in your
1: report last night mm-hmm. on the 5.30 bouquets of flowers
5: yeah. Um, lots of people coming down and feeling very, very upset leaving bouquets of flowers and uh, one of them I think uh, read, um, so, so far uh, all the time rest in peace Tina. Now I know we, we haven't concrete. We don't know. That we don't Tina, know. But look, yeah. we, we, we're, it's almost a given at this next meal. But people are really, really upset and last night we were live as well into the Tonight Show. You know, I know the weather was quite miserable but there was this eerie silence on Grattan Street last night. Um, there was the odd car passing up. But it, it was honestly, it was, it was a deafening silence. And there was guards still on duty at the house behind me at that time, which is still sealed off. And in the window alongside in the house next door, a, a candle was flickering in the window. It was like, and I, I, I don't, but it was like something you'll see in a movie. And this, but this was for real. Yeah, this
1: yeah. Active, I think those neighbours actually said to one of the newspapers, it might have been the Echo, that um, it's just awful to comprehend that uh, something like this was in the house next door to them for all those years. Awfully sad. People are people are
5: absolutely shocked, and you know they were saying, "Jesus, I passed here every day for the last six and a half years, um, and not knowing." And you know, the not knowing, I suppose, is is more so for the family. Because uh, Tina's family, they've endured six and a half years of not knowing, but pure heartache. And hopefully, you'll never have closure, but hopefully this will ease the burden in some way that
1: they have um, experienced. A little longer to wait, though, right, for the DNA confirmation?
5: Yeah, I know, you know, look at samples of the DNA were whisked, uh, under Garda escort yesterday to Dublin because DNA samples from Tina's family and her sisters in particular had been taken. I mean, this, this, this worked like clockwork, this investigation since they moved in on Tuesday. They had everything lined up we have the DNA, we have the diggers to move in. Once we discover something, take it to the forensic lab in Dublin, yeah. get somebody in custody. I mean, the man was arrested yesterday at 12 o'clock, the moments, we'll say, after the uh, the, the remains were found. Yeah. The, the the suspect was being shadowed um, by plainclothes detectives since he was released on Tuesday or Wednesday morning. And he was sitting at the bus stop um, across from the Sir Walter Raleigh in the All, Sir Walter Raleigh Hotel. Uh, the plainclothes detectives moved in and as soon as they did, a non-marked uh, guarded jeep moved in and other um, officers moved in. No, they, were, they had the guarded jackets on them. The guy stood up from the, the bench, uh, he folded his arms, they chatted, and seconds later he was in the jeep and off to uh, Cold Garda Station. Mm, mm,
1: mm. Um, is it quieter there now? I was asking Barry Roach earlier on has much of the guard activity moved away, or are they still in situ? i believe they're they're they 're far from finished. Is that right
5: far from finished they 'll be there for another number of days the uh the lock up that he used outside um uh, on, off the Court Killer Road. That's no longer a crime scene. Uh, they did recover some bits and pieces there yesterday, but I don't think there's anything really of any evidential value to the investigation. But the house I reckon will remain sealed off for at least another four to five days. Um, I know that once there is positive identification a vigil is being planned in Tina's native Formoy Um, I spoke to a good friend of Tina's last night a lady by the name of Noreen Cody who would have you know been a a pal of Tina's over the years and they're going to organise a vigil in the uh, town in the park in Formoy where Tina was often seen walking with Ruby and Heidi. Mm. And they're saying that will happen once they get concrete information that it's her, uh, that the remains are those of Tina, and they will organise that vigil. Um, you know, as I said, the the, the flowers, the, the candles, the vigil. Um, people across Ireland, not just in Yall, but people across Ireland have been following this story from day one, mm. I think, it's just something that they took to their hearts they were deeply concerned for her well-being and I think uh, at this stage we might have some uh, closure hopefully and you know I know there was this fresh set of eyes and uh, fresh people went in to look at the investigation and in fairness I think they must be complimented for what they did in the last number of months because what happened between Tuesday at 5 o'clock and as we speak has been incredible detective work
1: Yes, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy to deal with that just for another second or two and get and get your thoughts on it. This this alternative version of events is that is that categorically wrong that there was an issue with the drains and some professionals came in and there was a blockage there and that's what originally attracted the attention that there may have been. I hate saying this, uh, some body parts, but that that's not true. That it all was under the stairs.
5: I think the majority of the remains have been under the stairs and under the, the, the floorboard or the, the, under the stairs and in the wall. Uh, I, look, we, we're hearing these rumours about body parts been stuck in the drains. I don't know later, okay. And that's okay. the Rosamish <laughs> truth. And the guards, for operational reasons, won't divulge that, and, and rightly so. Okay. You know, they, they, they deal in facts. They don't deal in speculation.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Let us leave it at that, Paul. Thanks so much yeah. for taking the call. I'll let you get sure. back to it. Paul Byrne, Southern Correspondent uh, with... Uh, um, the um, TV3. Uh, I'm just thinking here. I won't do it now. I'll do it after the break. But I, I do recall. I, I spoke with a very distraught uh, Richard Satchwell in studio on the 12th of March back in 2018. There was a search underway at the time. If you remember, if I remember correctly, it was in in Mitchell's Wood in in Castle Martyr. Uh, I had spoken uh, with a distraught Richard Satchwell on a number of occasions uh, on this program over the years. Uh, the investigation was one. Of a missing person at the time, Um, it was it was a fairly lengthy studio interview, but um, edited or Seamus edited down into uh, a tighter package. But he was talking about his worry um, as to where she was and uh, how she was, and his thoughts and his hopes with her with regards to her. Uh, turning up and just literally coming back home or getting in touch, and I'll play part of that after the break.
0: Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818
1: 104 106. Cork's Red FM. In studio, a very exhausted-looking Richard Satchwell as we come up to the anniversary, March 20th, 2017, The Monday morning, etched in your memory uh, every single waking hour since then. I know you spoke about the day in... Carrie Tool at the, at the boot sale yeah. and I know that you came back via Castle Martyr and I know that Tina was going around saying to people um, I would never do anything to, to hurt Richard, I love him too much um, I, I was very interested in that part of the conversation and, and I'm not here to trip you up or catch you out I have no idea what happened to Tina although if you were to ask me I don't think she's alive Richard because if she was alive she wouldn't be putting people through this dig She'd reach out to somebody, uh, you know. She wouldn't put her loved ones through
3: this. Well, as I've said many on many of occasion, I don't want to go down that road. Because if I go down that road, I know the way I feel already. Mm. So if I lose hope, then I've got nothing left.
1: But that day, coming back, what, what did she talk about? Do, do you recall anything that might have been going on in her head? The drive back through Castle Martyr?
3: The, the drive back was... To be honest with you, Sainz was always this. I'd stay at the car and I'd be selling stuff, and we've said this on the num- numerous occasions. People just tended to gravitate to us. Yeah. So I'd have a lot of people coming up to the car talking to me. She'd be going around the car boot buying, talking to a lot of people. And every time, it didn't matter what car boot it was that we went to, even if we was like, say, up country when I was driving a truck with her in beside me, and she'd go into a second-hand shop and she'd buy something... She'd be excited over the purchase. And that would be what she'd be talking mm-hmm. about. She'd be taking them out of the bags. She'd be holding them up.
1: Did Did that put the two of you under a lot of financial pressure? Was, was Tina
3: working? No.
1: Okay, was but it your, just, just your income?
3: Well, it's that. She was a bargain hunter.
1: Okay, so she would turn them around for profit and what have you?
3: Well, no, she'd buy, she'd use, she'd wear, and, and then, then, then she'd sell them Okay. Off. So
1: that day coming home, there was nothing untoward, there was, like, you didn't row, there was no, no fight?
3: No, we, we did exactly the same as what we did. Every week, we'd go to a car boot sale, we'd come back, I'd go into the house, make and a cup of tea, then I'd spend half an hour emptying the car, putting stuff away. Then it'd be like, we'd get a takeaway, every Sunday we'd have a takeaway. And at the time, Apache in Yorda was doing a twenty one ninety nine deal where you got two large pizzas, chips and dip and stuff. So what we'd do, we'd have one pizza that night and the chips that night, put the other one in the fridge and okay. eat it for the following day. I gotcha. And that all went through fine. And that was normal. She that ate normally. Yeah. Norm- everything was normal.
1: Because yeah. well, you, uh, you said on, on CRYFM that, um, that she did hit you in the past, that... There were fights and that there were arguments. I, I, I'm not saying that she was an abusive T-T-T-T-Tina partner.
3: Tina was one of these. You no, know, she a great woman.
1: I have not got a bad words to say about her. But then you you said that. But then you said that she beat you.
3: But um, she she could have a flash temper. She could be there like and just hit you and then she'd be trying apologising. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. There was no intent. Did you no, ever hit back though? Or? Never. Yeah. Yeah. Never. At the worst times, the most I've ever done is holding my arms tight until she's on there.
1: You love the bones off her, things
3: think. No, no, she's t- 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 my life.
1: Yeah, but I suppose, I suppose we all hold things back in life, don't we? None of us tell the 100% truth about all of our relationships. Do you know what I mean? And, 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 and like, we don't, like, and I'm sure you're the same. You know, you, you probably aren't being 100... Not with me, anyway. You may well be with the guards.
3: Well, the guards know everything, everything to do with the stuff that I will not talk about. Just thing they, about they, 2012. They, they, where they, they've, was, got, they've got it all. Yeah, there the was some, it all.
1: some issue with the family that led to depression, that led to her um, wanting to go, do you think? Do you, do you, do you think that, that this four years, six years just became too much for her and she just wanted to go? And, and if so...
3: Well, personally, I think... 2006, 2010, 2012. The lot all added together.
1: And the guards know of these the instances. All know, yeah. Yeah. So, so would it be? Was she helped? Did somebody from you help her? From from my Do you think she may have been having an affair? Do you think yeah, that- that's
3: the one thing I know? Hundred percent in my heart she never has done or would do. That's why I now believe the comments around the car boot the day before was about. I would not do anything to hurt him. Well, why say that? That's a bizarre thing to say for somebody to walk around saying that to people.
1: It, it it seems out of character unless there's a reason for saying it. You haven't managed to work out
3: why she was saying that. The only thing I can, I can say is that she wanted me to know that. She, yeah, I'm not there because I didn't find this out until a week, ten days later that she was saying this. The only thing I, I draw from it, I. It, Keeps me going somewhat. Is that I'm not hurting you in the way that I've been off with somebody. I've been faithful to you. I know there was four days. You know when she. You know when she went that yeah. morning. What did she take with her? As in items of clothing. Yeah. I, I honestly can't tell you because she take anything. I've, I've, I've had a lot of abuse, like or um, somebody buying that amount of clothes. Obviously depressed and all that. But if that was the case, she would have been depressed before she met me. Because she's she the same since she was a child. She loved her style. Loved, mean, that's that's right. not a sin. I've had members of press ring me up before I actually got used to the numbers. And they'd answer... Because they know that I wouldn't spend any time on the phone with them. So they were starting with, did you not ever think about putting St. Tina into a psychiatric hospital due to the fact she's got clothes with new tags hanging off in the picture? That what,
1: what, I don't understand that. What, what's wrong with having new clothes with tags on? Well, them?
3: you see, well, I, I personally think it's like... They try to antagonize me, so I get nasty, so they can paint me in a bad light.
1: They're goading you, then?
3: I've even had it where a reporter, I got home from work after doing an overnight stint. I pulled up outside home. Yeah, ironically, it was the same night I ended up discovering suitcases. And I pulled up outside the house. I didn't even guess to switch the engine off on the car before I got bangs at the car window. I was after booking to pick a sort of takeaway up at the um, Roma Grill, because at the time I was waiting for the guys to come to take suitcases away, but I never handled them suitcases. One was in a bag that you couldn't see, and one was identical to They're one
1: the ones you found at the, at yeah. the car park? Right.
3: But when the guards got there and they took them out and examined them in front of me, I knew there and then there wasn't Tina's. So she, do you, you don't know if she took suitcases? Well, you don't? No, she took suitcases. I don't know what clothes she'd take. But she did take clothes? She did, because the suitcases are gone. Tina's got so many clothes. Why I, would
1: you take a suitcase of clothes and not take a passport, though? Or
3: She doesn't have one. Okay, why didn't you have one? Well, one, you'd never get Tina on an aeroplane. No? Never, you would not. Okay. She'd okay. use the ferry...
1: But, um. She hasn't been spotted leaving the country in any of these exit areas. So, no, no passport, no mobile phone, uh, no purse, no ATM cards, um, but 26 grand in cash. Yeah. Like, I remember when I sold my house, our first home, I never got cash. It went into a bank. How, how did you end well, up with 26K in cash?
3: Well, you see, it's the, I know it's always been reported as it came from the sale, the sale of, the of the house in Vermont, yeah. But if people go back or if people listen to recordings and stuff done at the time, we, the deposit that was paid through the auctioneer, we picked that up ourselves. But his chequebook wasn't being done. So he gave us so many thousand in cash, which he got from the bank that day. And it was a, a good amount of cash savings from doing the car boot sales for three or four years. So, so an auctioneer gave you? Yeah. How much? Well, that's something I'm not willing to discuss. It's not the full 26,000, but, you know, certain details... It
1: was the deposit that the buyer put yeah. on the purchase of yeah. your house. Yeah. Okay, so could have been 8 grand, 10 grand or something like that. Yeah. And the rest of it then was your own your cash?
3: Your savings over three, four years, cash savings over three, four Okay. was
1: an incredibly silly thing to do to keep that money in the house, though. You, you do know that.
3: Well, yeah, but... Um very likely, other than going to car boot sales, there would always be one of us in.
1: Do you feel angry or bitter towards her that she would take your life sa- savings, leg it, without letting you know? She clearly she had told you she was unhappy because she had all sorts of issues in her life leading to these...
3: Am I angry? Depressive... That's, that's a one I've answered a lot. That
1: she's left you high and dry, no, facing no, the media, not, a search I'm, in the woods and I'm she... I'm not
3: angry, as such. I'm disappointed in the fact that when I went through my bad spell, I sat down, I talked, sit out with her. And the closest thing to anger that I come and it's not anger, I'll probably be misquoted in the press tomorrow by saying that, but I spent my life trying to give effort and being good to her give her the life that my father gave my mother. And then this happens, and I'm anything but a good thing.
1: What do you mean you're anything but a good thing?
3: Well, I know people who said bad things about me. I know that. I have people walk up and say to me, did you hear this? It was only the other day I had a girl that went to school with Tina, and that we also know personally together, walk up to me. And she said, "I'm telling people well, you'll, end, you'll end up giving Richard an apology because we all know the way he is with her."
1: Well, I suppose your interest in you is because you're the, your husband, and you're the last person to see her alive. Yeah. So that's why. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that you're, I'm not saying I, I don't know. That's I mean, I don't know. Do the guards regard you as a suspect in her disappearance?
3: I've said this before. Um, the only time, and it was because everything was so raw for me. When they searched the house, I did feel that way. But I have never been called in under caution. I've done everything under my own accord. Tina's mobile phone, which I've continued to pay the bill on month to month.
1: Yeah. But when the guards did talk to you, were they, were they, they weren't aggressive towards you? There wasn't good cop, bad cop or anything?
3: No, I'll be honest with you now. And I can't say a bad word against the guy. They've been very good. I've been, basically, if I want to, virtually any time, I could contact a detective in your barracks and go down to your guard barracks to sit down and have a a chat off the record, a cup of coffee and that down there. The guys have been very good, in all fairness. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. I remember some months back um, offering you um, an opportunity, and I said I would pay for uh, a lie detector test. I I actually have a, a, a booking for you if, if you wish to take up on that um, why did you bring up the whole lie detector test, test thing in the first place was it because, because people said I, you I killed have, your got wife nothing
3: to hide at the moment and I answered the same question on the community radio in you I just feel too low in myself
1: but why and did you bring it up you said I would do a lie detector test
3: because I've got, I, I absolutely got nothing to hide
1: to prove and, what, uh, that you didn't
3: yeah I've got, I've got nothing to do I do not know where Tina is yeah. I have presents at home I bought for birthday, anniversary, Christmas and Valentines I'm keeping everything going as best I can Try and keep stuff as normal as I can Do
1: you think that, okay, so you don't think it was an affair You think that she's still alive You don't think she committed, took her own life, do you?
3: I, I that's, that's one thing I am totally glad She's just not the type of person to But did she, was she close to, she had a very close friend, didn't she, and from why? Yeah, she's got a friend in for my that I I knew that they were very good friends. Yeah, But I met her there last week and she's after saying, basically Tina confided in me as much as what she did. In her? Uh, yeah, you know. So she has nothing to add? That, uh, well, the thing she said to me, she herself, if anybody asked her where she thinks Tina is, and this is what she said to me last week, she thinks that she's probably in the UK as well. How could she get to the UK? She'd be picked up, uh, leaving the country.
1: Like, uh, wh- how can a f- best friend say that when Tina hasn't contacted her and they're digging up half of Castle Marter looking for her and she's I not picking up the phone and saying, I'm
3: okay? We're, we're, we're all there. Everybody Tina's family, friends. We all know Sarah to character. We all know it. If she,
1: if she, um, you know, you said that she wouldn't want you to talk about the things back in two thousand and twelve. But yet, you did talk about the fact that she hit you, or you did talk about the fact that she said she'd get the guards if you followed her. What would you say that if I said you were selective about the things that you want to share and don't share? Like one of the key reasons that she has disappeared is because there's something in two thousand and twelve that nobody will talk about.
3: Now, I, uh, there's somebody that you and I both know very well. Knows the full story start to finish. The stuff that I will not put out there.
6: Somebody in
1: the media does know.
3: And I have been asked on numerous occasions, in fact, to the point of practically begging, to let it be out there. But if I let it be out there, then yes, I agree. There'll be a lot of weight off my shoulders. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying you you will
1: admit that she hit you, but you won't admit something that would get the pressure off your back.
3: Because I know, at the end of it all, the focus would go from Tina over here to a different place altogether.
1: Yeah, but what would be so wrong with that? Because right now, you're either in the public's eye, um, guilty or innocent of whatever happened to your wife, so, you'd lift that weight off your shoulders, wouldn't you? you married, Neil? Yeah.
3: If your wife come to you and said to you, made you promise so solely on something, would you leave it out there? But she's gone. She's gone nearly
1: a year. There's no sight nor sound or hair on her head
3: spotted since. Well, I can say... The guy's no effort in the risk to know. I respect my wife's wishes, I always have done. Like you said, you've spoken yourself to Tina's family, and they do not even want to discuss it. I don't know. My, my opinion I don't know is, whether it would help or not. Well, my opinion is if I put this out there, not only would it be betraying Tina, it could be the one thing in life they could push her over the edge and I'm not taking that responsibility okay, okay. so you are going
1: to live in hope that's that I, uh, she doesn't turn up in the woods but that she turns up at my front turns door turns up at the front door
3: even though that's fairly unlikely isn't it? well I've had um, stuff said to me that people have gone missing before for a lot longer than a year and turned up even in Ireland, so
1: oh. yeah,
3: yeah, you know, and, like and,
1: and not I, read, and, Well, I, only if she's held against her w- or will. I, I mean, I, I, like the only way that somebody would turn up after a long period of time is either they had lost their memory, they were being held against their will, because otherwise they would contact someone like their best friend.
3: Like I live in Oak. That's all I can say. I, I can't go into Washington's brain.
1: How do you I, feel if the, if if the guards call you up and say we've made a discovery in in Mitchell's Wood?
3: i an emotional wreck. Yeah. And to be honest with you, suicide, no suicide apart, even without suicide, I say it wouldn't last six months. Okay,
1: but you never mentioned there when I asked you the question about finding out, being wanting to be part of finding out what happened to her. Would that be a part of your reaction?
3: Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's a question that's answered for itself. That's obvious.
1: Well, you didn't obviously, say it. You obviously just obviously said
3: everybody wants emotional to. wreck, suicide,
1: I, but you didn't say to me, I want to know what." What killed her? Who killed her? How she died?
3: Well, it's like I say, their thoughts, I try not to think. I go, I, I get up some mornings, I can sit downstairs and just do nothing for hours. You'd sit in the same spot. And, it, and if it wasn't for the dogs, having to look after the dogs, because well, I know that's what teenagers expect, and to change the Paris food and fruit and that daily and stuff. What What have I got? Do you eat? Now and then. You don't sleep.
1: You, you don't eat. You don't have a friend staying with you. You have nobody in the world. Uh, the only people that seem to want to spend time with you are the media. Like it's it's a fairly dark place for you. You're on you're on antidepressants. It's
3: it's tough. I'm not denying it's tough. And she knows I'm, all of this. She I'm knows denying, all of this. You think. I'm not denying that. Nightly. Little Ruby the child we have a licking tears off my face nightly. You know, all I can do is stay at home, wait for the phone to ring, hope I don't go to church. I've never been religious, even though I did grow up going to Catholic schools and everything. I don't go to church, but I have started praying. Why not? I don't know.
1: And why do you say you won't take the lie detector test that I offered you?
3: Uh, I just—I've had no sleep in a week. Yeah, I've been up and down Dublin. Yeah, you know, I need—I need a rest. I need a break.
1: I'd be afraid to take a lie detector test because even if I had nothing to hide, I'd still be afraid I'd fail it.
3: Well, I have, I've said and I've also promised another person, another member of the media, that when I do, it'll be with that person that I do it—the lie detector test. Yeah. Okay. Not me. I've, um, if I if I give somebody my word. All right, and you did, and and I want to acknowledge I, that. I, I I came back Thank and you I actually got in. in touch with the show yesterday. Yeah.
1: saying I wasn't feeling too well. I understand that, and, I and and I wasn't. I was expecting a phone call, but in fairness to you, you're here, and I I am grateful for that. And I don't mean to in any way um, harass you. I, the questions may have been difficult; they needed to be asked. I'm sure you appreciate that. Thank you for answering them. I think it would be a good idea if maybe you you try to get some sleep or try and have a good lunch or a dinner or something. That's
3: easy and said than done, because while we've been here, I put my phone on silent, and for the last God knows how long, it's not stopped going.
1: And that was from, uh, March of 2018. Distraught, uh, Richard Satchwell. The search was underway at the time at Mitchell's Wood in Castle Martyr. Um, subsequently, it did not, um, result in anything back in those dates. But of course, there have been developments. Uh, text 0868 Can I also acknowledge a lot of texts earlier this morning from uh, guys, you guys who've been listening to my conversation with uh, the Tornish to me, Martin. I want to read out some of those um, and I'll do that in a few minutes time but on a lighter note uh, it is Friday and uh, I know we are very very serious and Very sad stories unfolding. Uh, But we have some great giveaways right across the week, courtesy of ourselves and the Maldon Hotel on the South Mall. Uh, And it's your opportunity to take yourself and your buddies, four of you, um, for an overnight stay in the beautiful Maldon Hotel on the South Mall, including dinner. Now, I know we've been talking about um, uh, the different stories that you've been giving with regards to ways to relax and unwind and the different chores that you engage in to relax and unwind but just throwing into the mix as well i have some of those calls after 11 for sure i will but just throwing into the mix as well i also want to incorporate um one of the prizes the overnight stay for four people including dinner so those of you who feel superstitious and those of you that absolutely uh, cannot handle friday the 13th i was mentioning it earlier on the amount of people who would um, you know um not even go outside the front door on 2013 um, or anything with the 13 in it on a Friday but I did read some of the different reasons why the date is very famous or infamous but there are also other ones that we talking about in 2010 in the US uh, nearly a billion dollars was lost um, on every single Friday the 13th down through the years because people were too terrified to even leave their homes want and spend money That's how bad they are in the States. But the most famous uh, computer virus in history is also called the Friday the 13th virus. And that struck in 1989 and deleted files on operating systems across the UK. Um, In fact, also, I was talking about airplanes without a row 13 in them. Um, You might recall the Uruguayan flight 571 en route to Chile uh, when it crash landed in the Andes. Uh, on Friday, October the 13th, 1972. Now, there was a book, very good book written on that. It was called Alive. 99.9% sure it was called Alive. But they also made a film out of it and lots of documentaries because it was reported that survivors had to eat dead passengers to stay alive at the time. Um, and they're just some of the different stories from Friday the 13th. So your thoughts on it. Does it give you the heebie-jeebies? Text on that one. In- indeed, has anything happened to you on a Friday the 13th? Text 868 <laughs>
0: Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM.
1: On a free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. With big shout-outs to Middleton Educate Together National School. Free food and lunch for the staff, please. Everyone is dressed in black and white in support of the magpies. <laughs> Walton Hotel and Shandon Lodge would love some piri piri chicken. Morning to Abina. To everybody at Smurfit Kappa and Powdered Off Industrial Estate, your most constant listener, apparently. So, morning to you, Agnes. Northside Tires on the Old Mallow Road. Caragalline Cheese. Hectic week with the Christmas Orders. Blockwall developments in Ballanglana. The uh, transport and operations staff at National Seaways in the Port of Tivoli. Bridgewater Homes. Ander Lift Safety Services out in Boland Industrial Estate. Working hard, delivering top class health and safety training courses. Services. EMH Technical Services are listening, all of the electricians in particular. Rockwell Engineering, Power Haulage and Carrick Tool. Cobots.ie would love feeding. They've had a hard week. Ross Oil Company, just another few here. All Round Beauty in Mayfield. Route 14 Bar and Restaurant Morning to Lisa and Sonia. Innovative Total Solutions in Middleton. To everybody at Nibble Cafe. I love the name of that. The Nibble Cafe in Mallow. Um, their food is second to none, but they wouldn't be adverse to having somebody else f- f- preparing a for them which would give them a bit of a busman's holiday. The Rapid Prostate Can- Cancer Clinic out at the CUH Egan's Hearing and Opticians on Lavitz PRL Logistics, Paddy Power and Gron and the Orchid Centre in the CUH. So we'll have one more bunch of shout outs between now and a quarter to midday today. So text who you are and where you are to 0868 104 106 Following my conversation with Michal Martin this morning, he's not living in reality. My God, the Irish people are being forced to do without basics now Honestly, I have no words. I'm all for human-to-human kindness, but this country is getting worse by the day. It's totally wrong. Uh, People should know that. History repeats itself. Uh, He simply is not answering the questions. Um, Who's interviewing who? Sounded as if he was interviewing you. Foreign aid is all well and good, but what about our own? Our own people sleeping on streets, not being able to afford homes, lying on trolleys daily in hospital. Get him to justify why our own people aren't being looked after first and foremost. Um, Has Miha Martin been affected? Has he gone hungry, gone cold? Of course not. Does he worry? From week to week, trying to feed his kids and keep them warm, to keep a roof over his head? Uh, he knows nothing. Um, trying to pay my bills, otherwise I'd be on air. Um, he has a condescending attitude. How dare he? Irrespective of humanitarian grounds, we cannot afford to take in so many refugees. We cannot afford it. He has no business spending our money um, going to Ukraine. He and his unelected government are nothing but career politicians Uh, they listen they refuse to listen to the people but they should have a duty of care to us how dare he laugh at that my friends in france continue to ask if we're all dead in ireland allowing all of this to happen fair play to michael martin he's obviously passionate about the conversation he's having and he has answers to everything you're saying to him it's easy for you to pick out the bad things in a world that is full of bad news he's fully committed to protecting our country and i believe he should be given the chance without being persecuted as it doesn't help the situation neil I never voted in my life, as I believe every politician is a con artist, but Mihal Martin will now 100% get my vote. Too many people bickering and picking out bad news for their own glorification – but he's taking it on the chin and he's doing something about it. Fair play to him and fair play to you for having him on. Uh, Mike Mihal, close the borders, close the borders, close the borders. Uh, can you ask him about the 9,000 Section 39 disability service workers going on indefinite strike next Tuesday? Staff in Enable Ireland, St Joseph's Foundation are on 2,008 salaries. Um, any statement Bjorn Martin doesn't like is suddenly right-wing or Sinn Féin propaganda. I see he was voted in on the sixth count. Propaganda is him telling you what you see, um, you don't see, what you hear, you don't hear, and believe he's uh, and and to believe him regardless of the truth or anything else you happen to say to him, he would deem as being Sinn Féinist, populist, or right-wing. Um, and just one or two more. The cost of energy must come down or else the government must come down. Uh, there aren't so many people happy with the government. Michael Martin doesn't like to be challenged with questions that need to be asked. They took in and we still have far too many. Um, get that man off the air. He doesn't represent, us, doesn't represent us. He was compliant when we all had to endure the longest lockdown in the world damaging our economy beyond repair uh, made vaccines mandatory took away our rights and killed and damaged multiple people. Um you know, all fairness now um, he is not responsible for the deaths of anybody um, you may say that covid was or maybe the restrictions were That people died of issues involving maybe uh, loneliness or they died of cognitive decline and what have you but please be fair um, poland is one of the safest countries ireland is one of the least safe poland is one of the lowest costs of living and ireland is one of the highest Poland housing is cheap and available in Ireland it's neither cheap nor available Poland places Polish culture and traditions above all others we embrace multiculturalism to the detriment of our own culture and tradition. Poland proudly enforces strict immigration policies Ireland meekly adopts open policies perhaps we should take a, po- a book out of po- a page out of poland's book please tell the Tornista i've lost three children to emigration and i expect my last to leave after college no hope of ever getting a home here uh, two billion to bring people into the country yeah well that's that's just in in one year incidentally just just very quickly a call this side of uh, of 11 o'clock uh, from the independent councillor party janine party good morning
7: Good morning, Neil. How are
1: you? I've got I've got about maybe three three and a half minutes. So uh, your thoughts? Um, you want to just on, on, with regards to my conversation with me, Hall Martin. Is there something you wanted to pick up on?
7: But there was there was there was one specific thing, um, and I suppose you could say it's a bit of the budget, etc. But it's regarding our policy to climate change, our policy to um, alternative transport needs, our policy with regarding um, petrol and diesel cars and the the lesser use of 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 them. And then we have the Middleton Tr rail railing and no mention of it whatsoever if, it being reinstalled or reintroduced. I, my apologies
1: on that. There's only so much I could get through with the 20 minutes I had. Oh, I understand I, I that. take the I point. Understand that. That so, I mean, has that not got a green light to go ahead? Is that not going to go along
7: in tandem with the greenway, not, no? No, not at all, not at all. I attended um, Irish Rail... Um, Seminar there in the Metro Hotel in last April, and they were on about the, uh, the the investment in Cork Cork Rail, and I raised that issue regarding the into to all line, and, and then I got a response that was kind of positive in a way, and it, that that there, that it was dealing, that they were saying to me that the all line is still in their sights, without outdoors in the future, so I so thought that was kind of positive. But then in July the in North Ireland or Irish Rail uh, launched their All island Rail Review. And there's no mention at all whatsoever, mm. and mm. and I think I think that's a, a bit of um, I don't know I, I just I just think it's a bit of a cop out on, on our own climate. It's all very policy. well to
1: talk and, about climate policies and reducing fossil fuel footprints, but you do it by putting in alternatives like that rail
7: line. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and and I think w- w- like we have to, we have like we have the rail line as such, even though there's not a track, we are investing 11 million into a greenway on on that same track, and I, I don't see any reason why we can't in- put in a rail line and agree, man. Together,
1: just on a, as a sitting councillor, will we will we have a tram system? Is that in the sites at, at local government in the, is for the there city and the suburbs? I mean, re, no, there, but realistically, like I know there's an east west talk, for instance. D-
7: yeah, that's it. It's just an east west from the Docklands out to Bannockburn quite possibly, but that's thirty years away. Neil, is it
1: really? Yeah, it'll be long it? gone that's, before that's that's that part, comes about. So part, I won't, yeah, I won't be buying my ticket so
7: anytime soon. And neither will I? And, like that's part of the twenty forty plan. You know, so that's a long way off. That's a long way off, if it's ever even realized mm. in my book. Okay. Because Cork, the infrastructure in Cork is unique in, its own, in itself, as you know, it's a very old city, the streets are quite narrow even the bus connect system that they're trying to bring in is a farce I think
1: in my view I wouldn't worry about about that if it continues to decline like it has been Um, I came across an alarming article in Cork Bio. it only goes up to January of this year but in the space of I don't know how many months they were talking about 40 businesses closing in Cork City and God knows there's many
7: more Yes, there is, and the reason for that is, is that they're not they're not viable. Neil, I mean, I have my own business as well, and I can I can assure you, be viable that if I'm people
1: were welcome into uh, town, though, buddy.
7: Oh yes, I understand that, Neil. But but there's a lot there's a lot of different issues involved there as well. But yes, definitely, more people in town would certainly help. But there's a lot of business on the suburbs as well, and like the owners of those businesses are working; they, they get they no pay, they earn nothing. I can I can I can say that. I can tell you that, mm. and mm. it's disheartening. It's disheartening. And like I know well, there is a welcome back now next year. I think we'll get something back in a little bit under race next year. There's some reprieve that way, but it's only... It's it depends. It's so only if what your rates are. Okay. My, rate, my rates are 7,000 euro. There's too many okay. challenges for businesses to survive. there's survive. challenges. Yeah. Unbelievable challenges. And, and with the cost of living going up, it just gets worse and worse and worse.
1: Okay. Thank but you, buddy. Not- Thank you, buddy. Take care. Text 0868104106 uh, Calls. Certainly, if you have comments regarding the interview from earlier this morning. Text 0868104106
0: Prenderville Show. Red FL. Free
1: Food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters Piri Piri Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So text. Who you are and where you are to 0868104106. It'll feed. 15 to 20 of you, there'll be starters of chicken wings and chicken skewers and beef skewers, and then the wraps and the pittas and the burgers, all basted in the beautiful Piri Piri sauce with lots of sides, salted fries, rice and waffle fries, and the big cheesecakes that you can build yourself. If you're getting some food at the weekend, think of Rooster's Piri Piri Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park and check them out online, com. So text who you are and where you are, to 8104 Uh, Another few texts from you guys listening earlier this morning. Uh, Michal Martin's smoking ban was the best thing he ever did. It saved many lives. Uh, Another one. I honestly think he's a decent man. He made some mistakes, of course, but who amongst us hasn't? I'd like to think that he's honourable in all that he says and does. Talk about hitting the nail on the head. Your show is a show of misery. There was a time when I used to look forward to your programme, but it has become a show of misery and negativity. Close the board. Would you ever do some homework? We're part of Europe and there are rules to follow to be in the club. Uh, Listening to Micheál Martin, he seems to be pro-Europe but not pro-Ireland to the degree that when you asked him about doing the right thing instead of doing the Europe thing, he said that that was a shocking statement for you to make he definitely must have a big job lined up in Europe. Uh, another one or two here that have been coming in all morning. Why didn't he and why won't he fund the return of the train to Yall? while well, he funds other railway lines to reopen? Is he going to close the country's borders or not? So that's two or three different texts. Actually, that's a point that Paddy Janine was talking about the Middleton to your all rail line. Uh, why, or oh why, can't they cap electricity bills for domestic users and let the government pick up the difference? But only if the electricity companies don't make a profit. Um, yeah, well, you're getting the three payments, I suppose, but it would be better to cap them um, and pay the difference as long as there wasn't profiteering from the electricity companies. Interesting point you make. Uh, does he think it's right that we are afraid to disagree with Eamon Ryan's policies, just because they're afraid that Raymond Ryan will bring the government down? Is that what he's afraid of? Well, I think that they really do, and there probably is a justifiable argument to be made with regards to trying to cut down on carbon footprints. Yes, indeed, he did say it. We have full employment. Because a lot of people are working two jobs just to pay the bills. Bo-boom. Tell me, Hall Martin, uh, why can't the working family payment get a fuel allowance uh, for a single mother with children over seven, as an example? There is inequity. Um, can you ask him, please, would he email me back? I emailed him in September as I need help getting housing. I'd appreciate if you could contact the council for me for an update, says Heather. Um, well, I suppose in fairness, I suppose if you're within his constituency and you voted for him, or even if you didn't vote for him, but you are a constituent, um, you should be entitled to some help from a local politician. But then again, doesn't that really depend on where you are on the list? And if you're on the list, are you bidding on the CBL? One or two more Um, And then I'll get to some more calls Um, The government is driving inflation up Minimum wage will increase the price of a cup of coffee It will increase the price of a sandwich The price of a bag of chips It will increase prices from suppliers Because the people working on farms on minimum wage Their wage will go up The people working, picking fruit and veg Or processing plants Their wage will go up Um, that's from Paul in Three Little Piggies Delhi which means that when the minimum wage goes up businesses then have to put prices up. Why are the Defence Force's personnel being discharged without medicals? I'm speaking after 25 years of service it states in the Defence Force's regulations that over 40 year olds are to receive a medical and an ECG on discharge. I was kicked out last year with no medical I'm now on blood pressure tablets for the rest of my life. He says Mihal says they're getting 400 recruits next year for God's sake they can't pay the personnel they have already there's men and women up and down the country of left and are still waiting on money owed to them in the defence forces Uh, also ask him why are soldiers suffering the effects of irium being dragged through the courts because they can't admit to their mistakes Um, I did make some points to him in my conversation with regards to our defence forces if I had more time I would have covered more ground and amongst them is the chaos within the navy We have six fantastic naval ships but when they were intercepting or tracking down the MV Matthew only one of those ships was able to go to sea because of a lack of crew recruits and a lack of naval personnel. At any time apparently only two of the six naval ships are actually on the seas because of lack of staff. we got text calls and emails after the break. You're listening
0: to the number one talk show in Cork. The Neil Prenderville Show. It's the best in cock. On Red FM. Vision
8: Zero means no road deaths or serious injuries on Irish roads by 2050. The development of an inclusive trauma system will mean that people will get the right care in the right place at the right time. Increasing chances of surviving. And the National Speed Limit Review has recommended the lowering of speed limits in some areas to ensure safer roads for everyone. These are just some of the ways Ireland can achieve Vision Zero. No road deaths or serious injuries by 2050. Find out more at rsa.ie from the Road Safety Authority.
4: Glentree Furniture, the big, big sale. Glentree
5: Furniture's big autumn sale is on now. The big, big sale. Sofas, chairs, sliding wardrobes, beds, mattresses, tables, chairs, carpet and flooring, all at crazy low prices. The big, big sale. There's all the big names, including Stressless, Violino, Chairborne, Respa, Lazy Boy, Natural Sleep and much, much more. The Big Big Sale. It's on now. The Big Autumn Sale, only at Glentree Furniture Dunman Way. Glentree Furniture, the Big Big Sale. Don't miss it. For your
8: new 241 Skoda, look no further than Ireland's best Skoda dealer, Finbar Galvin Skoda Bandon. We are now taking orders for the new 241 Skoda range. Call for a test drive today and meet with a member of our award-winning sales team to book your new car for early 2024 delivery for unbeatable value and service. Call to us today or visit our website thinbargalvin.ie
9: The City Tiles and Bathrooms Massive Bathroom
8: Brand Sale is now on at Toker and North Point Blackpool. Visit our showrooms for huge savings on luxury brands such as Crosswater, Burlington, Geberit and Grow
9: all drastically reduced.
8: The City Tiles and Bathrooms Massive Bathroom Brand Sale now on in Toker and North Point Blackpool in this Saturday's Irish Examiner in Weekend Magazine we've got 40 ways to save money this winter Aoife Barry chats to Chris Hadfield on Space and his latest novel in Forum we profile Chuck Feeney the humble billionaire who gave it all away and in Property we showcase two West Cork beauties plus in Sport Donal Lennon on Ireland versus New Zealand and to wear a with the all-blacks view buy Saturday's Irish Examiner in store or subscribe at irishexaminer.com
0: It's the best of the best this Saturday at Correhean Park Greyhound Stadium at the final of the 2023 Bar 1 Racing Irish Greyhound Laurels. Gates open from 6pm with admission for just €10 per person. Brilliant atmosphere, great food and fantastic racing. See www.correheanparkgreyhoundstadium.ie Get it off your chest. Text The Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM.
1: Live music to play us out again this Friday. Like every Friday, more great local talent. Dots and Dude in studio around about uh, a quarter to midday. But back to the phone lines we go. Thank you so much for holding, Mary. Good morning.
10: Good morning, Neil, How are you? I'm
1: good. Um, one of the points um, that uh, Miho Martin made this morning was the 22,000 new employees in healthcare um, that yes. have been hired. Yes. I don't know where they're all yes. gone, to be honest with you, but he says they were hired.
10: <laughs> we No, we were wondering the same thing as I was saying to one of your team. We were in the CUMH maternity there two weeks ago, um, actually, last night, and... Um, there was no doctor, uh, we were informed, and it would be seven or eight hours before we would see a doctor.
1: No doctor in the emergency area? No areas. doctor
10: in the emergency area, yeah. I was up with my daughter. Um, we arrived about seven in the evening, and um, now she was called about, I'd say, eight, 25 twenty-five eight, by one of the nurses to yeah. be assessed and what have you. Yeah. And she was informed that it would be at least seven or eight hours before she would see a doctor. But when we arrived at seven, I waited out in the hall because I didn't want to take up space in the waiting room. And there was a lady that was there um, since earlier in the day and was in quite a bit of pain.
1: Pregnant lady?
10: I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I'm not sure. She didn't look pregnant, but I didn't. I didn't take much notice. Okay. I just remember her going to the door, to the nurse's door, and knocking, and asking the nurse how long more did she think she would see wait to see a doctor and she was told there was no doctor, that the doctor was upstairs apparently dealing with whatever they had going on upstairs. So I was kinda like, okay, there is no doctor in the emergency department and as I said, my own daughter was told that it would be at least seven or eight hours before she might see a doctor. So you were going into the early hours of the following morning. So I'm I'm just wondering like but what no, if there was I'm, the I'm
1: sure that yeah. I'm not yeah. doubting if for a moment that a your daughter good. had a reason to be in the CMH mm-hmm. but what if it was oh, a yeah. really really life or death situation walking in the door
10: Well this, this is it Neil where do you go from there like well then where does the doctor come from I mean from a health and safety point of view should there not be a certain amount of doctors that have to be on duty every every night every day Well or it's, not, it's, it's not meeting
1: a duty of care protocol really Was there another no. couple then who had come up by bus from Yall or something was it? Mm-hmm.
10: There was, there was, yeah. My daughter was talking to another lady, herself and her partner had come up, and their last bus home to y'all, she told her that night was 11 a.m., sorry, 11 p.m. that night. And she said, if we're not on that bus, she said, we don't get home tonight. So I don't know what happened with them.
1: Who knows whether they did get seen again?
10: Yeah, this was half eight in the night, and I mean, if they were saying seven or eight hours at least before a doctor would arrive, um, you're talking the early hours of the morning. So they had no way home until whatever time the bus, the following morning, was back to y'all. Now, I mean, there was a nurse that asked, the nurse my daughter was inside with, um, well, who's coming on duty? And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, there'll be two or three doctors along there now shortly. And I don't know what well, she knew. Did she not understand that, you know, not to question out loud, I suppose, well, you know, who's coming and how many is coming? And she was continuously told, yep, yeah, there'll be two or three doctors along there now shortly.
1: When was your daughter um, seen? Was it seven or eight hours?
10: Uh, No, Neil, she went home.
1: Oh, she went home?
10: Yeah, we went home at nine o'clock because she said to them that she wasn't going to wait. She was exhausted. She had another appointment at a different hospital in the morning that was kind of connected to her own issues that she had outside of the pregnancy. And um, she was back up in the mercy the following morning. So um, now, thankfully, everything is okay. okay. Okay, But it's just, it's just it, there has to be I mean, there a few months ago with the C U H we say the normal EER department, I was up there with my youngest daughter and like they're fantastic. Once you get in and you're seeing they're brilliant. But like the same thing that night, what we noticed was there is there was one doctor. There was one doctor on duty and the nurse that was on that night we saw one or two nurses up and down and she actually told us the following morning herself that they can't get staff. Yeah, yeah. Now we were still there the following morning, whatever at nine o'clock, and it was like, it's like you open Centra at eight o'clock and all the staff come in, and that's the way it was. There was about seven, eight, nine, ten doctors all came in, and then you were seen within the hour. So I don't. But know, left all through the, the
1: night waiting for Everybody that to happen.
10: was yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, there, there, was nothing. Nobody moved. Nobody moved all night. But there are shift patterns,
1: aren't there? That they need to. Well,
10: I, I would have thought once upon a time there was. So I don't know if it's gone to the stage where they have so little staff that what's there can now dictate their own hours. I don't know if that's the way it is, but that's the way it appears. Okay,
1: and how do you, just briefly, how do you make a, of his answer to my question that there's twenty two thousand new employees in healthcare?
10: I, 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 to be honest with you, I don't know what to take. I don't know. I'd love to know where they are because mm-hmm. they don't seem to be like as I said when you go to the ER department. They, they're not there. Okay. Yeah. And I That's said that was my experience with the CUH for the normal ER, we'll say, um, with my daughter back in May. And all the doctors came in the following morning at nine o'clock. Okay. Nine o'clock, you were overrun with doctors. Not one single one during the night. And um, the same with the maternity. There was no doctor there on Thursday night last two weeks ago there was no doctor and yeah. that came from one of the
8: nurses
1: themselves here's, so what they, here's what they said in a statement actually it has allowed us, you know, the, the fact that Ireland is doing so well um, actually I'm after losing the screen but I'll read it out there's a, a full bit actually on the 22,000 new uh, healthcare staff and I'll do that in, in a couple of seconds time let me, let me talk to Cara, appreciate your call hope all is well with the daughter Mary thank you. Uh, Cara, good morning Good morning Neil, how are
8: I'm you? I'm
1: good. Um, foster care another yes. aspect of um, promises in the budget, is it?
8: Absolutely. Um, Neil, uh, we welcome We welcome the increase that we have been given after being ignored for the last, what, 14 years completely in the budget.
1: What so you get? 50, 50 euro what? Is that a week or a we month got, or a what? Um,
8: 73 euro a week. Uh, 75 euro if your child is over 12. But what they have done is they're, they're going to pay um, 25 of that in January and the rest we're not going to get until the end of 2024. So after the next budget, so effectively ruling us out anything next year either. So all of
1: that 75 um, is paid incrementally, but it's a top-up, is it?
8: It is, and we're very grateful for it, and that is thanks to the tireless lobbying of the movement for change in foster care um, over the last two years. Um, my point is that it's even disingenuous to say that the last increase was in 2009. It was a very small increase of €6. Euro. Um, in 2000, 2001, it was decided how much money it would cost to raise a child in state care. And since then...
1: What was that it figure put been, at?
8: I can't... I, I, off the top of my head, I don't know.
1: Is but it about twelve since grand
8: then, In 2001, I don't know if it was per week. But since 2001... Till now, we have had a six euro increase. Now, if you can tell me how much your euro, euro was worth in 2001 and what it's worth today. I mean, the, the raise doesn't even cost the inflation, the, the rate of inflation. Yes, yeah, but I know
1: days. and I feel for you, but join the club. There's many, many Absolutely. people within the private sector working away for companies and they never get a wage exactly. increase. In fact, some of them took serious cuts in COVID and didn't get it all back.
8: A hundred percent. But we have a, a sector at the moment that is in absolute crisis. They cannot recruit or retain foster cares. We are not employed. We are voluntary workers for the state. We receive no pension credits. So there are people leaving there so that they can get work, get their stamps, so that they, they're not poor in their old age, so that they can get their contributory pension. Um. They have, they're holding recruitment drives all up and down the country. There's them. nobody showing up to them.
1: And what There's, is it you know, that motivates people? Is it um, a love of minding children and doing good in that I, regard, or I, is it I, financial? I can
8: only talk for myself. I knew that I could offer a child a loving, stable, secure home with a wonderful extended family. So I knew I could do it. I was always into childcare. I've always worked in childcare. And I knew that that was something that I could offer a child. And that's why I do it. You, you certainly don't do it for the money, hundred percent.
1: What you would the what would the just as a, just as maybe it might might help with the guys to recruitment? What is the money like? What is the contribution?
8: Um, at the moment, it's three hundred and twenty-five euro per week for a child under twelve, and three hundred and fifty-two, I think, for a child over twelve.
1: That's tax-free. Um,
8: that's tax-free. It's not means-tested. Um, it's not your money. It's the money is for the child. It's not. Uh, it, it's we can't apply for a mortgage or anything on the basis that we can't use it as an income. In
1: I understand history. that, but say that 325 or that 350, um, is, that not, is that adequate? No.
8: No. 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 What, what should it with be? the cost of living today, well, we're, the, this ISCA and Movement for Change and any of the reports that were done recommended an increase of 150 euro per week to bring it up in line with the inflation and with everything else that was going on and to try and aid with the recruitment of, of foster carers. Um, but how would you spend amazing. 325
1: euro a week on, on a child? <laughs> no, I'm just curious, I'm just curious what would,
8: you, what would you spend 325? It's for everything, it's their food, clothes roof over their head, their heating That's before you're talking about support um, access um, you have a lot, a lot of people have a lot of appointments during the week these are children that are traumatised yeah, they they're children are. that yes. have a lot of extra needs um, we can't work where one parent has to be available twenty four seven, and and it's only feasible like that because they're so traumatized that they're in and out of school. That you know that there's a lot of extra that goes into looking after one of these yeah, children. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it, it's nothing to do with the money. It's, the, the, it, it's that the recruitment they cannot get foster carers in at the moment, and um, there are children being left in unsafe environments because there's simply nowhere to put them. You know, other than there's children in B&Bs, in hotels, in residential care, which costs the government a lot If there's more. a
1: child in a and b that should be in a foster care home, who's with them in the B&B?
8: They have to have 24-hour staff with them, which is costing the government in excess of €10,000 per week to mind a child in a B&B. Or a, a How a in the name of God could it like cost that? that? Because that's what it, they're paying. And, and for a child in residential care, it's costing the government in excess of five to €6,000 Euro per week. Now, when you look at that in what... Per foster, child. The per child. So the, it's such a short-sighted move to kick this... this, this that's insane everywhere.
1: money. That's money that's been totally wasted, and, if there's a better way. Cannot,
8: they cannot recruit the foster cares. So what are they waiting for? Are they waiting for some child that they can't remove from a home an unsafe environment because there's nowhere to put them are they waiting for that tragedy before they actually act i mean these wow. are the, these are the state's children wow, can wow. i just point that these are not our children these children are in the care of the state and the state is letting them down dramatically okay. And don't even get me started on aftercare and the supports for children that are leaving you know you're you're not in education you're aging good luck get out goodbye you know, you're on the dole and on the streets. And then the whole cycle starts again.
6: They
1: hope that right. by 18 that whatever damage has been repaired in the loving home, yeah? But,
8: do you know any 18-year-olds? Are they capable of looking after themselves?
1: Oh, as no, as I as know. I mean, it's, it's, I'd love to, I'd love it's to if it's, I have an opportunity next week. I'd love to talk to other people involved in foster care if that were possible.
8: Well, um, you'd have to talk to people that are dealing with children that are older. I mean, as, Totally. We're, I'd we're talk we're to really anybody in that regard. Children, yeah. But yeah. Children that have left the system and that are just being let down, left, right, and center. Okay, okay. I mean, there's, but there's been reports done on this, Neil. Like, okay. I mean, the government have had the reports, they've had the strategic plan from Tusla they've had that judge come out and say that it's a crisis situation and yet they still don't ask. okay no i'm they just wondering if
1: would there be a way of making it more attractive you say it's not about the money but you don't want, you about you, the money, you you want to, but like you want to do it but you also don't want to be out of pocket so say for instance with the work. say it with the 352 work. would you get children's allowance as well
8: you get your children's allowance yeah. so after 6 months you will get a children's allowance if the children are with you for more than 6 months but that's that's your that's that's what you have to live up. No, no, no I'm not work. asking you to you justify can't it. Can't
1: I'm just work. trying to find out what might be what might be available. Well,
8: can't work. Here.
1: Okay, so I understand. That, let, that let, 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 let me leave it at that, Cara, if you don't mind, and I can certainly that's deal with it again chair. on Monday. I got, I
8: got on a rant there. Your grand
1: girl. <laughs> no, I learned a lot from you. Thank you for that. Have a great weekend. If anybody's involved in foster care, please do get in touch, uh, particularly by email, if you have a story to share. We might get an opportunity to chat about it then uh, next week. Email Neil at RedFM.ie. Text oh eight six eight. 104, 106. Just on a lighter note, because we've been talking a lot about de-stressing and unwinding, and it was tied into our giveaways, courtesy of ourselves in the Maldron Hotel in the South Mall. Some lovely texts came in all week and some very funny calls about relaxing and de-stressing. I like to unwind by ironing a few things, including all my underwear. Now, when I first read that, I thought it was... I like to unwind by ironing in my underwear but I was incorrect correct in that so it's, it's ironing underwear, bedsheets and towels are just sitting down with the kids as life is just so busy at times we all seem to be just passing each other out says Caroline uh, going to town and window shopping wine relaxes me, I unwind I don't have to spend a lot of money just looking around each of the racks and taking time, not pressurised with buying and rushing I could spend three hours inside pennies TK Maxx and Dunn's well good for you. And I wonder how much you spend. I mean, do you resist the temptation of purchasing a deal? Three ninety nine and pennies, girl. I like polishing the family silver. Oh, you've a lot of that, do you? I have silver that came out of my father's family home over a hundred years old. It's so enjoyable to see the shine afterwards, says Robert Rohu. It's a messy old job, Robert, isn't it? Dirty, filthy hands, but I suppose you're smartful, you wear gloves. What makes me relax is listening to music listening to audiobooks and watching Liverpool plays. This is David Leland, fair play to you. What I do to unwind is to think of the people who set me off and look forward to the karma. (sighs) Getting them back. Otherwise, a stressful day, I'd get my headphones on, my dog, and go for a walk. Hoovering. Any time I feel stressed or mad about something, I pull out the hoover and off I go. Up and down, back and forth, hoovering away all my stresses. It's the best medicine ever. You could even find me hoovering away in Harvey Normans when I see their range. I go for a trial run on them. I love cutting the grass as well. I have a fairly big garden. Won't let anyone else cut it. I'm 76 and love sitting out there with a glass of wine after I've cut the grass, weather permitting, and admiring my tidy garden. Fabulous text, Mary. Thank you for it. Um, Keep them coming anyway. Text 0868104106. Back after the break.
0: The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818. 104, 106. I was chatting
1: yesterday with Rory regarding the carry on with uh, two or some fans, only some of them, at the Cork City match. Uh, Tony says, I totally agree with your sentiments regarding the moronic throwing of bottles or anything else onto the pitch during before or after games. However, for fairness and balance, surely St. Pat's should also be punished. They threw fireworks onto the pitch which avoided the security personnel up in the St Anne's End. Uh, Bose fans goading Galway fans last week and subsequently a full pitch invasion. The FAI will never punish the big Dublin clubs though, but will target the regional clubs. Shamrock Grovers threw so much smoke and flares onto the pitch in Waterford last year that the ref called the players off the pitch. No punishment meted out by the FAI yet again, says Tony, but they certainly had no problem in closing a few of the sections of the stands out at Turner's Cross. So keep those coming, text 0868104106. A lot of this I'll return to on Monday um, without wanting to be, as somebody suggested, a doom and gloom merchant. But I suppose we have to, um, you know, address the inevitable issues that are going on in this country and going from bad to worse. One of the things I've been talking, that would have spoke more to me all Martin about was more on the city centre, which is, um, I know Dublin's an awful lot worse. It's shocking up there, but it's getting worse here in Cork City as well with overrun with drug use and theft and businesses closing Uh, heroin grip in the city and it's evident in many many people can see people walking or sleeping in the city and they certainly look as if they are very unwell from the throes of all sorts of awful addiction but the public are less inclined to visit the city as a consequence to that not to mention the parking and the war on cars it's like as if you're just not welcome and you know benefits from that the suburban shopping malls they're booming. And the marina market is booming. But to the detriment of the city, which is slowly dying, uh, all on our, our watch, but more primarily on the watch of our politicians and councillors. Having said that, it is Friday the 13th today. We'll go out on a happy note. because some live music in studio. But before that, I have a couple of giveaways courtesy of ourselves in Maldon Hotel on the South Mall. And even before that, making you dizzy, um, superstitions. Friday the 13th today. Are you a superstitious bunch out there let's find out
9: well we wouldn't sit on uh,
10: number 13 on a plane say for example and prefer not to be in a room with 13 on
9: ok and would you walk under a ladder for instance no no I wouldn't I'd what? be afraid I'd have bad luck for the day or the week or break a mirror? Um, if I if I break a mirror, I leave the cracks there. I don't replace the mirror in case I have seven years' bad luck. OK. <laughs> well, what about yourself? Um, I'd walk on the ladders and... Um mirrors because I think it makes already really difference because things happen and it's gonna happen. I tried all that years ago. The opposite? Yeah the opposite. I tried all that before and it didn't work so where she wouldn't yeah. tell yeah. you would. Yeah you would. Yeah.
10: So yeah. that's why we've
9: got because I don't walk in the ladders. Yeah, that's why we are to go. I'd say opposite of the track. That's what do, exactly. Yeah yeah. And uh, what about lucky numbers or lucky colours? Uh, I I really... we, lo- we like the number
10: seven,
9: don't we? Yeah Focus, number seven. Yeah. I suppose we were lucky in all our lives that we were not in common. We came from, you know, <laughs> Same kind of things, like so. numbers were very similar before we met. Like our door of, numbers and all family, that Our so, family, yeah. seven, in the family. And you know, all, all that kind of stuff. You know. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Would you have won a lot with it, or is it about winning? Or No, no, it's not so much about winning, but it's always, I don't know, it's, it's that kind of a number that if somebody ever says, pick a number between
10: 1 and 10, or if there's a draw at work or whatever, I'd always go for number 7. And it, it has been lucky sometimes, not all the time, but I still go back to number 7.
9: OK, so people would need to get a rub off your, would they be rubbing the luck on? Um, They'd need to rub the lock on, I think. <laughs> See you later. Well, why would I believe
5: in hogwash?
9: <laughs> Do you not, would you be afraid to walk under a ladder? or? No, but I'd be careful. It's down to me. <laughs> and would you have a lucky number or a lucky colour or anything like that? No. No, no. If you I you know no, I like the colour of your microphone, for example, but I wouldn't consider it's very lucky. <laughs> um, you probably don't like the colour of my nose and I wouldn't consider that's very likely either, but you know, there you are. Are you superstitious? No. 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 Would you walk under a ladder for I would. instance?
11: And would you have a lucky number or Ara, uh seven, but I don't take, really pay much t- attention to that either. Somebody told me it was lucky.
9: And has it been lucky?
11: Not really. <laughs> I can't say I, I've ever found myself gaining anything by saying seven to any question unless how many dwarfs accompanied Snow White, perhaps. <laughs>
9: what about yourself? Am I superstitious? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'd l- I,
10: I think I'm not, but I. I would think about different things on and off, you know. So would I walk under a ladder? I'd say I'd avoid it. If I, if I saw one, I wouldn't walk under it, probably. It would be just a, it's a kind of a subconscious thing, you know. I don't know, it's ridiculous, isn't it?
9: <laughs> I suppose it's old wives' tales, maybe, but no way would I walk under a ladder. Is it that you'd uh, be afraid that you're tempting faith? No, I wouldn't. I'd be superstitious, I suppose. And what would you be afraid would happen to you if you walked under a ladder? If it fell down top of me. <laughs> and would you have a lucky trinket or a lucky, a lucky number or anything like that or a lucky colour? Well, my lucky number, yes. Number three. <laughs> does it always come up, does it? Maybe. Uh-huh. No, I don't. <laughs> would you walk under a ladder or step in a crack or...? No. No, I would not. Why not? Uh, I've just just uh, been told not to, so I don't want to chance it. <laughs> <laughs> and would you have a, a, a lucky lucky number or a lucky trinket or anything like that? I don't. I don't. No. <laughs> no, it's no. just a bad luck. Just a bad luck. Yes. <laughs> and,
8: and we turn around when the cat black cat walks the road too. So. Oh, I'm very superstitious. Oh, I'm very superstitious,
10: I'll tell you now. But if there's a ladder, I won't go underneath it. If there's a magpie, I'll have to salute it. And if there's two, I'll clap for joy.
9: Would you be afraid if you broke, broke a mirror? Or? Oh,
10: Jesus, I'd die if I broke a mirror. That's seven Why? years' bad luck. Seven years' bad
9: luck. And where's all this coming from? I suppose my mother. My mother used to tell me these things. And she you them. them? Um, well, I I'd buy them anyway. I'm not going to
8: take a chance.
9: Do you have... Good luck then, good luck charms, lucky number, anything like that.
10: Um, no, I don't. I just won't put myself in the way of anything bad happening. I like Friday the thirteenth now like I just dread going out. I
8: absolutely dread going Friday the thirteenth.
1: Friday the 13th. Uh, hospitals don't have a room 13 either, so it's not just um, airplanes without a row 13, or hotels without a floor 13, or housing estates without a number 13. I was born on Friday the 13th, 1987. It was a full moon. I'm listening to you on my Alexa in Dublin, but obviously from Cork. So it was bad luck for you then, being born on Friday the 13th. The bad luck, of course, is that you were banished to Dublin as a consequence, James. Uh, on the plane that crashed in the Andes on Friday the 13th, many years ago the plane was number 571 add those numbers together neil and what will you get let me do it with my two fingers five and seven is 12 and oh, 13 i was born on the 13th i live in number 13 my man passed away on the 13th and my father-in-law also passed away on the 13th isn't there a very good chance with all of that and my thoughts are with you in regards to your loved ones who passed away that you may also pass on the 13th. Um, Hopefully, it'll be 2,113. They say in bingo, unlucky for some, number 13. Seriously, though, it's really a sad Friday morning listening to the news unfolding in y'all. I'd love a breakaway at a hotel, so good luck to all. Remember, number 13 in bingo is unlucky for some also. So it's also bad news in bingo. Weirdly, it has nothing to do with the 13th day of the month, but more that there were 13 people at the last supper. Um, It was actually a Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thought it was Friday anyway there was 13 and of course Jesus was executed and they say that's where it all started so there's many more of those hopefully I get a chance to do it but I got uh, Dots and Dude in studio who are raring to go um, so we'll chat in a few minutes guys but do you want me to count you in for a bit of Friday Absolutely. magic? Why not? A one, a two, a 1, 2, three, four. <laughs>
12: it here on this cold cold world for a chance to play some rock and roll as he turns to go you shall have me and say man you'll have your chance some other day some other day because I'm a leader and I don't follow I'm not begging on my knees on some reality show I'll try my best in this business if I can But as Tom Petty says I won't back down I won't back down She said Is this all that you've hoped for? Is this the very best? No one is above you No one can judge your stuff Na 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 As I sit here on this cold cold world a chance to play some rock and roll As you turn to so go You shout at me and say, man, you'll have your chance Some other day Some other day She says... on the streets I'm freezing my balls off To make ends meet I look at my hands It reminds me of my chance But at least I have my My dignity My dignity She said I don't follow I'm not begging on my knees on some reality show I'll try my best in this business if I can but as Tom Petty says sure I won't
1: back down Do you guys know when you're performing how good it sounds? Like, thanks, you, you actually know do you? I don't know <laughs> we, <laughs> we just give told. it a shot It's <laughs> more than a shot it's, it's very unique the style well, isn't yeah, it? Thanks a million you, yeah. Who's the songwriter?
6: Yeah, I'm writing songs for years now. Yeah, I, I was, we were, I was oh. writing for August Walk, and that 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 was our band. There was about seven or eight of us in the band at the time, and yeah. uh, now we've kind of stripped it down. Me and me and Roger do a two piece. Yeah, uh, that's the, the do. Dude the dude. I didn't there. know
1: you were sitting on a thumping gadgetarian yeah, down there. Yeah. Isn't it the a pack a punch? Homemade cajon. <laughs> 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 you do a drum solo yeah, on that, yeah. <laughs> dude. Man, that packs a punch. Yeah, thanks for me. Are you motivated a lot by social justice and oh, things definitely, like that? Yeah. I got like,
6: that feeling. There's yeah. a lot of songs. We, if, if anyone wants to check them out, they're online. Uh, August Walk, check it out. There's a lot of songs like that, and. Uh, well, we're trying to bring a bit of fun to it as well. How do you
1: how do you hold on to that kind of gravelly, yeah. I, I was playing the ball
6: round last night, gawk, and I thought to myself this morning, "Oh, I'm going to do this." But a couple of strepsons and a cup
1: of tea A <laughs> <laughs> couple of berries, tea and a couple Absolutely. of yeah. will, get, will We get time to do one more. I'd love one more. Yeah. Sit oh, well, and chill. Have a cup of tea. I'll okay. be back to you in a few minutes' time. Meanwhile, a lot of other action. Friday the thirteenth. Now I got two prizes left, courtesy of ourselves in the Modern Hotel in the South Mall. Um, particularly great if you're planning in a of any shape or size because they have all of the different facilities to cater for needs of up to 140. It's just a great place to put a hotel and they're doing great food as well. So let's get a couple of Friday the 13th calls on the air, shall we? John, good morning. Hang on a second, let me get myself sorted, it's mental busy. There you are, my friend, back to what, 1970, is it? Hello? Yeah, Hello? yeah,
12: can you hear me? Can you hear me there, there? Uh, yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah? Go ahead, go ahead. That's, that's... <laughs>
5: to
1: 1970 Friday the 13th 1970 I drove for the first time on the road were you able, were you able
12: to drive to like or did you just decide to... I, I was at
1: the, yeah I was there to I was at the... No, it's a shocking it's a shocking phone line i see if I can clean that up and come back to you in a few minutes so I'm going to go down to Douglas Aiden, good morning hi Neil how are you are you superstitious pal
11: uh, well, need you know me from the bars, as I said there, uh, in the old pubs at one time. I tell you what happened me in two thousand and nine. I have diabetes. I got a sharp loss, so to make it it's on my foot. So to make a long story longer, as they say, I end up getting an ulcer and on two thousand and eleven. I was in the hospital getting ready to go down and the nurse said to me, you know, you're not too bad, you're, you're not as nervous as I thought. And I said, why? She said, today is Friday the 13th. she
1: so, go telling you I that lost, for, like I going got, in for surgery?
11: Yeah, I got it my, amp- my leg amputated, and that time, in 2011, all them years ago, on Friday the 13th. Um, and I used to be, I used to be suspicious in the way of, of you know, the ladders and all that. But ever since that, you know, um, life began for me, you
1: know. Um, Why? Because you're saying something devastating or, you know, life-changing well, did happen. Losing, can...
11: losing your leg, like, I mean, I had a I had an ulcer in the leg, so it was going to travel. So we made a decision, myself and my wife, at the end of the day to take it. So it was my decision, but I didn't know. Uh, they said Friday 13th didn't come into my head until the day the nurse, when she was reading me down, said, Aidan, you know, you're, you're, you're fairly uh, okay, and then all of a sudden things do start coming into your head before you going I know, down I
1: know, so, <laughs> I know I know all life is good though I hope yeah
11: all good and I will be talking to you I hope to talk to you I'm on a journey at the moment with my weight and that but I will talk to Seamus and I'll talk to you another time whenever
1: that. you're ready ready boy get the yeah. weight down yeah. because the, the more you yeah, can get down the healthier so, you'll Neil. be How many? Yeah, I'm
11: down seven. Seven, so now I have another. That's fantastic. I'm back walking. I'm back. You're going to. I used to meet you a lot. So I'm not even going to
1: recognize you when I see you then. Oh, I tell you, I have the
11: pictures ready to go, but I'm hoping. Look, it's only early in my journey. um um, but us
1: will chat, let's chat yes. let's chat okay say hi to your thank wife you. for me and all of your friends we've oh, got really to, we've you. got we've got an overnight prize for you four of you oh. off to dinner and an overnight at the Maldron Hotel in the South Mall you deserve uh, it my friend you deserve
11: fabulous. it so, and be delighted and, can, and thank you so much have a mate. great thank
1: weekend you. pal one of the world's <laughs> nicest guys Aiden Dalton in Douglas Free Food Friday winners this week should be well all depending on the big shout out let me just do another few here Sullivan's Pharmacy in Douglas Hepburn Professionals in Rushbrook the Outpatients Department in the Bon Engtech Tech Engineering Supplies in Mallow, uh, the HSSD Department in the South Infirmary, loads of hospitals and clinics are listening to us, Paul and the gang and the oncology services in the CUH, Joe's Edge Hair Salon in Blarney, Cork English College, Mallow Tools, and Mox Bar in Bandon Road. I must get up there one of these days. It's been years since I've been in Mox on the Bandon Road. But having said all that, Free Food Friday winners for this week should be all of the hardworking ladies in gate Childcare in Little Island let's find out shall we uh, who've we got I have no name so who's online for hello hi Anil, it's Eva here Eva are you the boss
8: I wish and no, I'm the boss of the baby room
1: yeah it's the babies and the children are the boss how many of you are down there
8: um, there's about 15 of us 16 of us here all together okay
1: today. there's Natalie and Kate and Stephanie and Siobhan and all of them okay how many of you got around the phone
8: I can only grab two now because it's dinner time for the kids. So we get them fed before we get fed.
1: Oh, no, you're disqualified.
8: Oh, there's only three of us here, but we can be be
1: loud. Why don't you go into a screaming baby room there? Get the babies to scream and shout.
8: Oh, God, no. You'd you'd lose all your listeners if I did that.
1: (laughs) Well, let me think about this now for a second. Uh, Although they're
8: they're quiet because they're being fed
1: let's wake them all up that was the whole idea oh, a, God, so there's no. about 15 or 16 of you looking for food at Rooster's Perry from Roosters Perry Perry but only 2 or 3 will come to the phone
8: yeah because we have to feed the kids before we get saved we can't be leaving the room I shouldn't even be out of my room now so we have to do this quick
1: <laughs> oh sorry I'm sorry for keeping you alright give us the weekend give. ratios we're all about ratios yeah, give, us, the give us a big re- weekend shout out will you <laughs> That pack's a fair punch for three people. That's pretty good. OK. All right. You we're, we're used to be louder than the kids, I think. All right. You win. There's food on the way. Gather all the staff this lunchtime. The Red Patrollers are on the way. Have a great weekend, y'all.
8: You too, Neil. Thanks.
1: Take care Bye. of yourself. All the best. Bye-bye. I'm going to park it, guys. i got one more prize for the Maldron. I'm going to hold it till Monday. I'm out of time. I want to do Dots and the Dude with a song out. What have you got for me, people?
6: Uh, Lonely Boy, the song is called.
1: You wrote this as well, I suppose. He did, did.
6: Alright, one,
1: (laughs) two, one, two, three, four.
12: One day in your life, you will notice me. You will be my queen and I won't have to stare as you sit there drinking your fancy wine, your lipsticks in the color of a red rose, and I didn't mean so scare. Sk- So wanted to borrow a life And I didn't mean to so. come on Choose the wrong When I asked you to be my wife Cause I'm a lonely boy Living a lonely life And I almost cry Every night Still flies. Ah, they are they my alibis? It's nearly closing time. I better get a drink. La 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 Will you call me a cab, young Michael? I think I drank too much, me legs don't know the way I nearly scored tonight Oh, but I was like us Maybe tomorrow night I might get a And I didn't mean to scare you I just wanted to borrow a light and I didn't mean to come on just around When I ask you to be my wife Cos I'm a lonely boy Living a lonely life And I almost cry Every night And the past of fly. closing time I better get a drink I'm the lonely boy I'm living a lonely life and I almost cry every night and the past two flies are my alibi In time I better get a drink
1: That's a real-life tale, I suppose. Now, <laughs> Dots and Dude are playing tomorrow in the Paddocks and Cove after the big match, and then Sunday in the Schooner and Whitegate. I guess you're on all the social media channels. you yeah, 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 Because you're yeah. packing a serious punch. Thanks, and yeah. and I know there's a big fundraiser December 16th in the Middleton market, isn't there?
6: Middleton, all of Middleton. We're, we're trying to get as many musicians as we can to come to Middleton that day uh, from 12 to 4. And just anyone, entertainers, dancers, anybody and we're trying to make some money for motor neurons disease. Uh, We had a a lad, he used to follow us everywhere to all our gigs, dancing every, he'd get the best going, it was brilliant. And he passed away oh. last month. Oh, uh, really right. nice guy. So when we, get, when we get
1: a little bit closer, just send me a text oh, again yeah. and we'll give it a good blast. Thanks, Thank you dude. so much for coming no in, problem, guys. Problem, Have a great problem, weekend. Pleasure. It's a pleasure. I love having the talent on Lisa every Friday morning. It always is amazing to listen. Our lines will stay open. You can text 0868 We'll pick up the conversations on Monday. Have a good and safe weekend. Come on, Ireland.
0: For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie
10: forward slash podcasts.